Huddle up. This is Bud Max Tuesday Aftermath Football Podcast. How was your weekend? Great, man. Season's starting to heating up. How about you? Well, it's it's October. The weather's getting cold, and it's Tuesday. And what do we do on Tuesdays? Deal with the aftermath. All right, man. What would you think of the uh, our new intro song? Oh, man, I, it was awesome. I felt like putting some eye black on I, I feel big time, man. I feel big time now. Yeah. Uh, that's from our uh, friends, uh, S&M, S-N-M, for you uh, dirty-minded people out there. Uh, that's uh, Travis Breeden, Brett Long, and Brian Keith uh, made that uh, kick-ass tune for us. So we really appreciate it, guys. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right. Coming back with the All-22. It's time for the All-22 College Football Edition. What'd you see, Max? Well, we told you Friday night UCF versus Cincinnati would be a good game, and it was. Yes, it was. Uh, we finally we got an A on that one. Um, I know that these are not two teams you're going to see in the top ten anytime soon, but it was a, ended up being a three point game, and it was clean football, which yeah. I like. It was really nice. Uh, all year I've been reading about you know college football. The wave to stop the spread is the tight front. And I really watched for it. I didn't see it as much as they told me I would see this year. Cincinnati used a ton of it, and it was very effective, which for those of you who don't know, a tight front is simply you take two defensive ends, line them up right in front of the tackles. You take your big-ass nose tackle, line him right in front of the center. You stuff the middle, and then you let your linebackers go tackle people. It's it's that simple. They call it the 404, um, but uh, Cincinnati used it very effectively. I, I, I was impressed. Um, uh, i got a question about that real quick. So, just like you said, they're not going to be in the top 10 anytime soon. Do you think there is a way, or is it just a simple no? Is there a way that Cincinnati, we'll say or UCF, but mostly Cincinnati because I think they're kind of consistent and this happens to them a lot. Is there a way that they can become more than just a rung on a coach's ladder? Is there any way that they can ever keep building as a program and just become a year-in, year-in out top 25 team? I think Cincinnati. UCF – there's so many teams down there. They can pull from talent. I, I don't know. They kind of made a name for himself, but it, it's really hard if you make his name as you got a name as a coach to stay there. Yeah, because someone's going to want to pick you up, um, and you know you can't pull the talent and stay there. But Cincinnati, because you're up here in the Midwest, and you, the other teams are, are still trying to run the power two back set. And you run the spread. You have an opportunity to grab up, gobble up some talent. That's kind of what we know how much talent's in Ohio. I mean, just being honest, it's just population thing. Um, I don't see why Cincinnati, instead of Michigan State picking up all the, you know, didn't go to Ohio State's. I'm just being honest, people. That's anybody will tell you. Instead of them or Notre Dame or somebody picking up maybe the kid, what if Cincinnati, you know, was but but 
is a coach ever going to stay there or is it always just going to be like, I, I can't turn down $9 million? Well, they started, they started being good about 10 years ago. Would you say 15 years ago? They started putting their name. Oh, yeah. I mean, Kelly was there 10 years ago. Yeah. They rolled in. I mean, Fickle's doing a good job. Their staff's pretty good. We see once you get a guy who grew up there and fell in love with the program, and he's just going to be a Cincinnati guy no matter what. So it's going to take one booster. <laughs> I mean, I'm being honest. Like, well, look at Oklahoma State. Yeah, you're right. That guy gets $700 million. <laughs> and Nike. Yeah. Yeah, or not. There you go. Yeah. Well, so, so it's a boost. I mean, and, honestly. Well, I mean, plus the coach who also believes in the program, believes in Cincinnati. Yeah. I just wondered. I was just picking your brain about it. I thought that the other night. I'm like, this team – this team's, you know, middle of the pack in the Big Ten every year if, if they played in the Big Ten. Yeah. And then the coach leaves. Then they start over again with the new – and the coach leaves. Like, you know, okay. So. I don't know. We'll have to see. I, I'd like to see it. I like to see him build. I like to see him knock off more Big Ten teams, yeah. than, but not Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, all but one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then noon we said uh, Oklahoma State versus Texas Tech. Uh, Oklahoma State lost. I – I, what do you guys say about Oklahoma Here's State? my feeling on Oklahoma State. All right. And this is not a knock. There's nothing wrong with this. They can be they they can compete at a very, very high level. They have great athletes and all that. They really just kind of don't care. They just enjoy playing football. Their fans seem to be okay with losing three or four games a year. So I mean their their players are scattered all through the NFL. So every year I'm like, man, this is the team. I don't think they care any more than I do, but that's fine. Well, my, mine's Texas Tech because they fired Mike Leach, and I really like that guy. And yeah. they got rid of him over some bullshit. Yeah. You know, the coach, uh, a player. If the player didn't have a, a famous dad, it, it would have went away. Same thing's going to happen to Washington State. Uh, he's working. I mean, I'm just, that's, he's that kind of guy. He's grinding, grinding on people. But So that was one of those games, like, it, you know, it was Texas Tech, Oklahoma State. Like, it's fun to watch. But yeah. I don't, I don't care any more than they do. I'm, I'm glad everybody's having a good time. I can get into any good game. Yeah, exactly. But also, we told you uh, Penn State-Purdue was also at noon. I uh, cared about that more than you did. I did not care one bit. Penn State just did what they were supposed to do. Yes, and that, that was my thought. That's exactly what I wanted to see was like, what did they do? Here, here's what I noticed about Penn State real quick. They're fast. Franklin – is a, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Franklin is a good head coach. This guy has recruited the talent that matches his system. He doesn't force round pegs in square holes. He recruits kids that can play his system that he can get. You know, obviously he's you know, the recruiting ground. He's it's highly competitive. This team is not as physically large as a lot of Big Ten teams, but they don't play that way. He plays his system, and it's very effective. I. I they're they're exactly they looked exactly like I thought they would. They're fast, scored a bunch of points. Purdue was completely riddled, like it was no contest anywhere in that game. Can I say one horrible thing? Absolutely. We'll, we'll take I'll pause for a second and then maybe you want to edit this out. I'll give it like a few seconds here. After 43 counts of child rape, Penn State should never have a fucking football team again. Okay. Okay, strong take. Strong take. I mean, no, I'm you know, I'm not the nicest guy in the world, but when you cover that up. And they pull all your suspensions. They pull all your penalties. You're, you're immediately back in the talk like it never happened. There is yeah. nothing else to do around Penn State but the university. It is the power in the area. And you can't tell me there's whoever sits on the school board didn't know this was going Either it's going on under your watch and you don't care or you're not good enough for your job and you're too stupid and you should have been fired anyhow. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm well, sorry. No, no, you, I don't. You're not wrong about any of that. When once you get away from the football field, I, I don't argue with any of that. Well, it's it's nice when you're taking care of your community, and all you have to worry about is playing college football on Saturday. Yeah, and instead of this dark evil taking place. Yeah, inside your program. Okay. All right, we're back. We're back to all football. Right. We're back, to, back football. to football. All right. Okay, here's the one that kind of broke my heart because I, I was looking at Auburn's schedule at the beginning of the season, and I thought you know they're ranked at seven. And I was hoping they were going to be the team to go in and they were playing Georgia, LSU, and Alabama, yet still on their schedule. And I thought if they're good enough, they were going there and just wreck some people's season. Upset the apple cart. Yeah. No, they're still going to play those teams, but they showed chinks in the armor against Florida this weekend. They lost to Florida, and I think it ain't going to happen. Well, my yeah, dreams. What I noticed when I saw Auburn play Oregon, I, I think everybody that watched that game knew that Oregon won that game. And I know they didn't win the game, but they were they were better than when the beginning of the year when Oregon beat Auburn, or when Auburn beat Oregon. Oregon should have won that game. Ever they were a better team, and then you know they they started building some steam. I didn't quite buy in. Saturday, Nick's he's a true freshman. He's in up the the yeah the, one of the best. He, he's literally one of the best divisions in the history of college football right now. That that they have some seriously good. Talent that yeah. that league right now in the SEC. Uh, he's not quite ready for that next step. They had a pass. If he throws it two feet shorter, they've got the lead in that game. And the season is totally different. But that and so it's the you know that's one pass. I he throws an interception a couple of plays later. They don't even score. So he you know he was the difference. He's going to be a good player. We all know that. Uh, but, but Auburn Auburn lost. But they went from having a chance at the playoffs, uh, they might be a four-loss team and be good oh, yeah. in, that, in that league. So Yeah, four-loss team. They, they got a hell of a schedule. Florida, I, I love this Trask kid. Like I, I know it's a story. He's not going to the NFL, but he's playing his system great. You know, he you know he gets hurt. He comes back in. He didn't play. You know, did, hadn't started since like a freshman in high school. The whole – everybody knows the whole thing. It was just fun. He didn't – he – he didn't panic with the ball the other day. He just kept, you know, he would take his sack, get up, and and, and keep playing. Oh, yeah, I know a guy he's, in the pros can't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he stuck with it. I enjoyed that game. Uh, I thought both teams – I don't think either team is at Alabama, LSU, Georgia level. I really don't. But they might be here's what's awesome. They might be at Clemson hey, here's level. what's awesome. We get to find out. We get to find Oh, that's out. a great question. But we get to find out. So Well, yeah, that was the highest-ranked game. At the three, uh, oh yeah, weekend. yeah, that was fun. That was the big one to watch. That was fun. And then we went. Uh, this was my mistake. I picked Texas. I thought West Virginia Oof. would be more competitive. They weren't. They basically got manhandled. The score was closer than what the game was. Forty-two, thirty-one. Yeah, I, I apologize for that one. I just, I just, I got a soft spot in my heart for West Virginia. Boy, we hate cliches, but if Texas wasn't looking past West Virginia to the Oklahoma game this yeah. weekend. I don't know who was. I hate to say it. I, I I give all the credit in the world. Like, no, a team plays the game, plays the game. They really look like, man, if we can just get through this, you know, next week's a, a, a big yeah. freaking game. Oh, so yeah. we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a Big 12 game. Like, we've seen it played 100 times. Good good job, Texas. I'm, you know, neither here nor there about it. Well, then – you know, Jeff was – I'm sorry, Bud was at the game, and I watched at home, of course. Oh, is it time? OSU, OSU Michigan. Is Michigan it, State Is time. it time? What do uh, you got to say about this? this so, is I've got a lot to say. I, I watched it at the stadium. Uh, side note, it was actually 
the craziest crowd I've ever been in. Like we watch a lot of those games and I've been there. Ohio State's crowd really isn't bashy or crazy like people say it is on TV. This weekend it actually was. Everybody, everybody that bought tickets used them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they didn't sell them. You know, Aunt Bernice, you know, didn't go to her first game and wave a pom-pom. Like it was I like – I hate that. It was, right. It was it was people ready. Like it was a madhouse. Like, and, and so it was a lot of fun. So just what we thought we'd see. They come out, you know, they they bum rushed, you know, they lopsided fronts, you know, they, they come State. up the middle. Oh yeah, Michigan State defense. We knew what they were going to bring. Trying to attack a field. Yeah, and it, and and that was their choice. So I saw that, but what was nice is Fields Fields also knew it was coming. Yeah, and so he didn't panic. He knew he was going to take a sack or two. He knew he was going to have an incompletion. To be fair, he had a. Uh, incompletion early. He overthrew a tight end early in the game that puts him on the 50. That game might be 50 to nothing if he completes that. That's neither here nor there. But so a couple of things I know. Well, okay. So the high state side, Werner and Borland are still a problem. Every team, when they can get matched up against Werner, who's supposed to be the quote unquote bullet, which is the most ironic name, I think slug. I think we should call him a slug. <laughs> like when they get him matched up, any tight, anybody they can match up with him on a pass, like he cannot stay with him. Like go back and watch it if you don't believe me, people. He is on the he is on the the very back end of a lot of big receptions in that game. They got to figure this out. They need to get Brennan White in there playing like they were supposed to. They need to figure this out. Uh, Borland is not the second best. He's not even the second best middle linebacker on the team. He just he just doesn't have it. Like. He know knowing how to play the game and being able to play it at this level are two different things. I feel bad for the guy. He just don't. He to... looks apart. He acts apart. He doesn't have the explosion. He don't have the skills. He just doesn't have the skill set. Yeah. You know that that um um some other uh, yeah that awesome right that awesome Michigan yeah, Browning. Oh, don't, I don't talk. I'm not. You know, I'm not talking about Bochi. Uh, I'm gonna move. I'm gonna so, move. real quick. Yeah, Bochi did more catching Saturday than he did tackling. So real quick, one more thing. Uh, so towards the end of the game, uh, you feel free to go back, watch it, and record. Herb Street said, "Michigan State's defensive coordinator should be proud. He he wouldn't come off what? of all Michigan State's. This was late in the game. It's already it's twenty four points up. So let me just throw, I'm just throw a couple stats at you. Uh, Michigan State had a total of two hundred eighty five yards that game. Okay." Uh, OSU had 323 rushing yards, uh, another 206 passing yards, 22 first downs, and 34 points. What the fuck should Michigan State be proud of? They didn't didn't hang 45 on them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So anyway, they didn't, hit, they didn't hit 600 total. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we kept them under kept them under six. Good job, Billy. God, good job. Billy. A lot of Billies out there. And one other thing. Michigan State players said going into the game, oh, they love being the underdog. And I thought, is that kind of like going into your uh, biology class you know, in 10th grade and being like, no, I love coming in as the dumbest kid in the room. <laughs> I, can only, I can only go up from here. Like, no. no. I, hey, for the record, I just want everybody to know, I would much rather be, uh, I'd much rather be ranked number four than, than to be the underdog. Yeah. So I just, I just want to get that. Anyway, so that's all I got for that game, man. All right. It, so, it, sorry, it, but it was fun. I know. It's fun. I don't know how many – High state fans, we got less too. I don't, you know, we get into it all the yeah. time. No, we don't care either. Um, eight o'clock was Cal Oregon, and it would end up being a really good game. Uh, I was stuck in a parking lot, so 
Kyle, tell me what happened. Kyle lost again. It was it was backup quarterback, right? I think so. I, I believe Monster yeah. started. Yeah, I, I think I heard that. Yeah, yeah, of course they did. Their starters hurt. I was ready. You know, I'm, I'm bad on the on the Pac-12. I'm ready to write them off, and they're slowly eking. But they're just they are just beating each other up. They're oh just, yeah, they're just trading places in the rankings. Okay, so so have, is is either or either one of those teams better than the top four SEC teams? Oh, no. I'm just being honest. They're not even like top four Big Ten teams. I, they may not be. Yeah. Okay. All right, here, here's a great one. Is Cal better than Penn State? There's a good comparison. No, no, oh no. So that's what I mean. Like I, I like the Pac-12. They're playing good ball this year, but something about it just looks. I, you know what? Hey, they're not the ACC. They're not the ACC. Hey, good, good for you, Pac-12. You're not the ACC. Uh, the last game Virginia of night, Tech beat Miami, by the way, which I refuse to watch. Why it, wouldn't you? Is Boise versus UNLV? I don't even know. That, I didn't even know they played. That. that that damn blue field. I hate to no end. And they're now they're ranked 16th, and they're going to keep winning. And pretty soon we'll have to talk about them seriously. And I refuse to watch the games. Oh, it's going to be tough. that blue field. I hate it's it. It's going to be tough. I, I respect your boycott, man. It's, it's, it's sacrilegious. Oh, man. So, okay. So, that's the games. That's what happened on the field. Well, there, okay. We talk about – there's one more topic we need to talk about. Okay. Off the field of college football. The quarterback for Houston. Yes. Who, yes. Who's redshirting as a senior, right? Yes, so it's De'Ari King, and people probably kind of know about this by now. So essentially, here's what's happening. So you can play four games and still redshirt now. Mm-hmm. De'Ari King was so good coming out of high school, he didn't have to redshirt. Then he went to Houston, but he didn't have to redshirt. De'Ari King had 50 touchdowns last year. Like, this is a quality quarterback. He actually played in front of Trask from Florida. That's why Trask didn't start in high school. So De'Ari King – Dana Holgerson get together. Their season, Houston the head seasons, coach. The head coach, Dana Holgerson. Season's not going like they wanted. They're uh, when he did this, I believe they're one and three. It's been a couple of weeks ago. So him and Holgerson and Derek decide as a senior, he's going to go ahead and take his red shirt now, even though he's the star, the a good starting quarterback yeah. for his team, and give it a shot next year. I, a wide receiver went too. I, I I wrote his name down. I I, I apologize to him for. I, I lost it in my notes, um, but a wide receiver did it too. Well, he's a sheep. So they're essentially he, the wide receiver didn't do it first. Well, just, no, they did the same time. I, I would just want to so, anyone as a senior right now. I'm sorry, you go on. No, no, that's what I want to ask you about. So, how do you feel from if you're a player on the team standpoint, as opposed to how do you also feel as a well, quote unquote business decision? Well, as a as a team member. At your family, it's your tribe, and you know it might take a few weeks, but the, the players are thinking about it. But they got to put beside them. Okay, that guy's not here no more. We got to get through the rest of the season. But as you've had time to think about, and I thought about, I've been thinking about, it, I'm like, that is a selfish, selfish move. I, I okay, yeah, it's gonna be great for him to go in the NFL, but them seniors who have been with him this whole time, it's like, okay, you know, I understand business move. You're not, but you're not my boy. I'm like, hey, I don't hate you. I understand you're looking about out for your money and what you want to well, do. Well, sucks too because they might have already used their red shirt. They don't have the choice. No. So they spent all summer in the quote unquote foxhole with this guy, mm-hmm. and you know that you're there's senior starting quarterback, great like starting quarterback, you know, prospectively. You know, he's telling them, I, I got you, I got you. Well, he's their leader. Yeah. There's no way all summer he's like, you know what? It's neither here nor there. You know for a fact 
that this dude all summer was like, and, and that, we got this. Like the, the coach backed him completely on this. Yeah. So how much faith do you think those players have in their coach now? Uh, I mean, like, it's college tanking. It's I'm, a version like, of college tanking. It's college tanking. And like, you're a senior right tackle. I'm like, this is my season. Yeah. And, and, and the coach, you know. And listeners, he's not injured. He's not. I'm not, I'm not saying it was right, wrong, or different. I'm just giving you how, like, if you're a player on that team, if you're playing that's like, a kick in the dick. It feels like betrayal. It does. I think betrayal is a great word. They might not say this. Because you know that the there's a dude, this is year four, there's a, at least one dude or multiple. I mean, they've been together through this. They lost their head coach. Yeah. You know, they lost Tom Herman a few years ago. You know, that's how they got Eric there. And then he's like, you know what, I'm going to give it another shot next year. That's going to help recruiting, you know, to that team. So he may get some, you know, freshman in there that's like tickled pink. Like, yeah, I get Derek King for another year or whatever. But, man, in general, man, it's hard. I'm, I'm usually always on the player's side. And obviously. Well, then you well, we look at the other it's players. A tough one. Not just that quarterback. Look at all the other players on that team. Oh, yeah. I and mean. All the other seniors, at least. Oh, that's what I mean. Maybe the juniors are like, hey, next year he's back. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah. So. I don't know, man. That's a tough one. It's, a, it's an interest, but it's an interesting topic, and I'm I'm for if nothing else, it starts the conversation of like the the kid the kid had a little bit of control in college football and used it. So I am for that. Like he made his own decision. I respect that. Whether right, wrong, or indifferent, you know he he didn't have to follow the rules and he didn't. I mean, I I think that helps I, in the long run. You know me. I'm a bit of an anarchist when it comes to college okay. football. As far as your position. It- in, in college football, then going to the pro or whatever he's looking, wanting to accomplish, that's fine. But when it comes to the virtues of life, sure, people can't count on you. But what if it's you what if it's purely to win next year? And what if he believes in his heart? He's going to uh, win a national championship. Uh, what if he believes year? that in his heart? Does that change your mind? Yeah, because that means he's even dumber than I thought. It's <laughs> not going to happen. All right, he's even dumber. Check his uh, his where's his credits? What what courses are you taking? I think he's gra- I think he graduated. And what? Uh, now now we're going down the rabbit hole. All right, let's take a break and we'll go into the all twenty two uh, NFL NFL series. Heck yeah! Okay, this is the second session of all twenty two. We talk pros now. We're gonna start off with Thursday night game which is Rams versus Seahawks. It was one of my favorite of the week, man. Why so, is that? Well, I like I like both these teams. They have they have their talent is spread out across the team. Uh their players, they're well coached. Both teams, I mean the players are well coached. Sometimes you say well coached, you everybody thinks you mean the coach coaches well. They're well coached as in the players play their position. Yeah, correctly. So I really enjoyed that, especially for a Thursday night. It was a good game. So you know, see, Seattle won, but it's like it's one of those games that Seattle looked like they clearly won. LA Rams, they make a field goal, they actually win the game. So just like we thought, and I, I kind of feels bad for the Rams because they came off of this ridiculous game they lost to Tampa last week. Yeah, and then they come back and play a great game, still lose, and so now. Have two games slide. So once again, a couple couple things I I, I noticed. Gurley is Gurley's not right. Like I know everybody said it. Let's just say it. The dude's not right. I feel bad for him. We're gonna talk about him like we did Cadillac Williams, you know, ten years ago. We're like remember Todd Gurley. I'm yeah. I'm sorry. I'm geez, he's gonna be fine. 
If, know, we ever, if we ever do a coach's corner. It's not a heart problem. About <laughs> running backs. Yeah. It's just going to be me screaming for 10 minutes. Lower your shoulder. Run yeah. behind your pads. Yeah. I'm not saying leave with your head. Yeah. Um, he runs too upright. Uh, Derrick Henry runs too upright. You wonder why your knees are beat up. Run behind your pads. Yeah. Get hit. In the, that's what you're wearing for. I mean, they're, they're $500 pieces of equipment. Nope. And they're replaceable and like your knees. Yeah. Let, let, okay. We'll get into that in a couple yeah. weeks. So he's not right anyway. And, and that does, that hurts her offense. I mean, this is obvious shit. Um, I, I can't put my finger on it because I, I don't watch every LA Rams game for the last, you know, two or three years. Donald is not affecting the game the way he did in the last couple of years, but I don't think he's a different player. I'm sure it's a matter of who's beside him and who's not beside him. Well, I think it's also a of offensive line got used to the way he played. Yeah, yeah. But but like I say, I think he's the same player. Like, I don't want this to come off like, oh, he's lost a step. Or don't I, care. Or no, no, not, none of that. He is – and still, he's still fun to watch. Like, the, the guy is amazing for the size and everything. So, the, what stood out is golf, golf's arm is, is limited. And so the throws that – okay, that game is a perfect example. Russell Wilson made one of the best throws of the year. The announcer actually said he was throwing the ball away. It was <laughs> a touchdown. The guy's, you know, the guy's running, you know, running to his left. He's a right-handed quarterback, throws it across his body and drops it in the back corner of the end zone for a touchdown. Those are – I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to go so far. I don't think there's three quarterbacks in the league that make that throw. So that goes from an incompletion, you know, go to the next down to eight to seven points. That's giant. As to where golf, I don't know if he can make the throw. Like the kid, the kid goes through his progressions, he's reading everything, but he 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 throws that crossing route. I, it feels like every play, and and so you know that brings the secondary up, and it just I, I don't mean, know if that's he's, what he's fine. He's just fine. That's their game plan, and. They picked him. Oh, yeah. He's doing all right. Yeah, so I, I don't know if it's him, if it's their game plan. People were figuring out who uh, um, Sean McVay is now. Well, no, I give credit to him. Like, I think he knows, like, I, I'm not Patrick Mahomes. Like, I'm not yeah. I'm not going to whip this. I, I'm not going to play with I'm not going to spot a guy that, you know, a, a, you know, the cornerback made the wrong read and, or fell down, and I can't wing it out there 60 yards to get that touchdown. Like, it's just not, it's just not there. Uh, and a side note, we'll talk about it, you know, some other time we get to Russell Wilson inside of the pocket in the tackle box his little, is, is, is fucking his little scramble. It, it's amazing. Yeah. It is amazing what he gets done in like a, in like a four yard square. Still looking downfield. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. he, he's, I thought he lost a step, but he hasn't really. Quick question. Are you surprised that Russell Wilson has outlasted that defense that he had when they won the Super Bowl? Did you realize that he would be oh, no, that happens a, a Hall of Famer left behind? Yeah, but did, did you know – are you surprised, though? Like, then – are, did you think Russell Wilson, like, this guy's going to – this guy's going to the Hall of Fame. He is fantastic. Well uh, – Are you a little let's, surprised? Let's pump the brakes. So oh, we, he's going to the Hall of Fame. I, I don't know about that. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll – and well, he is just crown him after one game. Crown him, bud. Crown him. One game. He knows seven know. years. Next next week, I'm like, he is who I thought he was. Okay. Yeah, he is exactly who I thought he was. Let's move uh, on. Uh, Broncos, Chargers. No one cares. But I just want to bring this point up. Okay. A few years ago, me and you had this talk. I'm like, why do they keep pushing Philip Rivers? And and, and I you got a great theory on that. My theory is because in California, all the teams. 
all the quarterbacks sucked there for a while. They had no one. When they, when they were forcing him down our throat, right? Yeah, so we had Eli I Manning, Peyton this. Manning, uh, uh, Tom Brady. We had um, Roethlisberger. We had all these guys on the East, but you need people to turn in in the West Coast. Yeah, because Mahomes wasn't playing yet. Yeah, Mahomes wasn't you there. Alex Smith. Carr wasn't there. Yeah. Prescott wasn't there. Prescott wasn't there. So you you had to like crown. Wilson was just coming up. Yeah, you had to crown someone on the West Coast to give them people a reason to watch yeah. football on the West Coast. They pumped him up. He never really – Denver didn't have a quarterback at this point. But guess what? Did you hear about him anymore? Did you even know he's still playing football? Wow. Because you got Derek Carr now, Russell Wilson, Prescott, golf. Mahomes is out there. Mahomes. And he's in the 4 o'clock slot. We're talking four, 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock yeah. slot. That's what we're talking about, right? Well, I mean, well, it is West Coast, East Coast, but – It's how they it's how they need to push it as yeah. a – as a yeah, you got golf to, out there at the Rams. It's like it's like Phil Rivers don't even exist anymore. Yeah. But he was he was a king you, on the West Coast for a long time. Yeah, I do remember. My, no, I do remember this conversation. I was. I, I won't go so far as to say like that's the rightest thing ever, but you were not wrong at all. I want. I might be close to something. You're real close. All right, then uh, the Bears and Raiders both had bye weeks. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, well, I refuse to give that credit. I don't know who you're talking about, mate. Going, <laughs> yeah, they went to Disney World <laughs> in Great Britain. Um, Raven Steelers was bad, except for one thing. I got to see a dead body laying on the football field. Oh, are we going to talk about <laughs> your boy Randolph almost got decapitated. Randolph and Mortimer got knocked out. So here's cold. my thought on that. I know there's a lot of people clutching their pearls right now. Listen, they're the same crowd that's going to turn over to ESPN later that night and watch, and watch dudes kick the literally kick the eyeballs out of each other. Watch so don't tell me you cared. But you can't take it serious when they once they took his face mask off and he looked it was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. And once he went water boy, you can't come on, sorry. Randolph well, Maddox. Oh, I got something terrible. I got something, I got something ter- they made a big deal of the fact that he had to walk off the field. <laughs> but it was because the cart didn't work. They couldn't run the cart. And my son's like, look, Dad, the, the cart didn't work. And I go, Well, I can see the problem right now. And yeah, I'm gonna say it. There was 12 men pushing it, and there was one woman in her driver's seat. I'm like, well, there's a problem. There's a woman driving. I know. It's very sexist, but it's just a joke. I bet you did say it. I did say it. Parker's like, you're terrible. Well, I call them sitcom jokes. You can yeah. say anything if it's a sitcom joke. Yeah, no, it's a sitcom joke. Yeah, I said it for my Oh, man. Randolph Maddox, like, laid out. Yeah, it's, and he got, and you could tell, like, he didn't, we knew he didn't break his neck. He didn't break his yeah. back. We saw he got hit in the chin. Like, I've been knocked out. It happens. One more thing on that. This guy at work who – I we I call it Billy's Bad Takes of the Week. Just because <laughs> really? he, he comes in every week and says the absolute dumbest thing. He, as soon as he comes into work, he goes, that was a cheap shot on Mason. Oh, Rudolph. Jesus. And I go, you know, I go, John, you're done. Just go yeah. clock off. Yep. I'm done. You're, you're grounded. You're grounded. I just go away You're grounded, us, Billy. Right, so, so Randolph Maddox was Billy of the Week. Get up, Billy. Yeah. Just come on, Billy. Just get up. Get up, Billy. Walk but, it uh, off. I think you text me. said, walk it off, Billy. So that is funny to think about that game. I was flipping back and forth for that game. And the end of that game crossed over during the Dallas Green Bay game. Yeah. And it was like it was like uh, when you walk into it, like, you know, like an old guy walks into a club a little too late. And you're like, oh. Well, this I don't belong here. I don't belong. Like I, I had a I got a I got a nice dress shirt on and some slacks and maybe some gaiters. I do not belong in this place. Yeah. As soon as I flipped it over, I'm like, ew, like never mind. Like yeah, bad scene. Yeah. Bad. But then we move to your boy. Murray gets his first win against uh, a horrible, horrible <laughs> team in the NFL. Oh yeah. I don't even know how you'd be proud. Oh yeah. Bingo's no, no, terrible. No, no. My man, he's 
Well, he's the, the cabbage patch kid of NFL quarterbacks. Why would you say that? Like, no one likes cabbage patch kids. Like, that's a bad one. What? You're so they're, good usually on your metaphors. They're cute as shit. I used to Everybody kid- loves cabbage patch kids. I used kids. to kidnap my cousins and send her ransom letters at Christmas. Well, I'm saying. Well, if cabbage he, patch kids, you got. He looks exactly like a cabbage patch kid. I've got him in my backpack Maybe right gar- now. A lot of people don't notice I kidnapped Colin. More Murray like garbage pail kid. Yeah, he is my dude. But uh, here's what I can tell you. Um, he knows how to play the quarterback uh, below six feet like some other people don't. <clears throat> uh, Bills, Titans. Did they play? <laughs> they played. How'd that go? Who were the Titans? Bills won. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, remember the Titans? Nope. <laughs> we don't remember. Nope. Yeah, we don't remember Tennessee Titans. Like, I don't know who they are. Yeah. And I don't think I care. I think they're, they're going to be irrelevant in the season. Yeah. So let's move on. Tampa Saints. And I'm giving myself an A on this. Uh, yeah, Teddy I, Bridgewater, field goal Teddy, did it again. Um, yeah, four touchdown passes. Yeah, and we were saying he was going to win by a field goal. He did more than that. So is Drew Brees the best coach in the league? I mean, seriously. <laughs> Quarterback coach, position coach. Yeah. Okay. He's the best position Like Are you sure? This kid, he like he, him and Peyton. I would take, I would take him wonderful. over Freddie Kitchens right now. Brees? Yeah. You take Brees over Freddie Kitchens right I would now? Take him, I would take him as, G, as GM. <laughs> Oh fire every everybody, but okay. Breeze, not, whoever you want. I'm not going to set my head. But fire. no, that I did enjoy that. I rewatched that game. Yeah. Uh, Tampa's uh, back. Tampa's back to reality. Yeah, it, it's still the same thing. It's still the same thing with Winston. It's like, man, you look great. So here's what we figured out. This gonna, we're going to talk about wide receivers later. Difference in that game. Michael Thomas is a fucking dude. Oh, he's a beast. He been a beast. he he was there for his quarterback. He did everything. Like, he played one of the most amazing games all season. I know it's hyperbole. Watch it. Watch him play this game. Like 200 yards receiving, you know, it was amazing. Then you watch Mike Evans on the other side of it. Um, well, I'm going to run down the field. And you just – If you feel like throwing it, throw it. And then Winston gets – like, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying Mike is good at what he oh, – yeah. I think I called him William Evans. He's good at what he does, but it's – he does maybe 30%. Of, of what, what Michael Thomas is out yeah. there doing, like it, when, so when we talk later, actually, we'll talk I, lo- I love them both. They're yeah, two, but two different type receivers. Yeah. I love them both. I yeah, think one is way better. Well, I think they both have great work ethic, and they'll be here for a while. But may, but if one was better, like be there for your like nobody's there for Winston. Like, well, maybe you know what he throws interceptions. Like yeah. he just is what he is, man. All right, he's he's he's, he's just Winston. All yeah. Right. Uh, Falcons, Texans, nobody cares. That was uh, yeah. Falcons. Well, well, quickly. Uh, um, shit. How, how do I forget his name? Our boy from Clemson, Deshaun Watson. Oh, I like. It's fantastic. It. I do. Falcons are a fucking dumpster fire. We, me and Je- me and Bud sit and watch the national championship game oh, together, yeah. and we watch that guy basically get his butt kicked by Alabama yeah. in two straight games. Yeah, he won one quarter out of eight quarters, and that was the last quarter, yeah. fourth he's quarter, great. and he ended up winning, splitting series. He's great. He he can take a he can take a beating. I tell yeah, you that. He he is, he is genuinely a good quarterback. And the Falcons need to uh, probably um, just dig up the stadium and move it. Just I don't know, just everything. They, I, no, feel, I kind of feel bad. Nothing worse than being an old. I like team. Julio Jones. Yeah, but if you're a bad old team, you have no chance. Like you're done. It's over. Calling it. Yeah, R.I.P. Falcons. Matty Ice is that quarterback. Like you see glimpses of greatness, yeah. and then terrible. And his nickname's Glimpse. Well, and then you, you're that GM. Like, well, do I? 
release him and draft a new one yeah. and start all over. Yeah. Like, it's such a bubble position. I, yeah. I feel, uh, He'll be playing for Jacksonville next year. I, I don't even matter. The team's right. done. Done. Viking Giants, nobody cares. Pat Shermer is a weirdo. His press conference. Yeah. I, I don't care about that game. No, no yeah, does. sure. Vikings won. That's great. I mean, it, it just didn't matter this week. It's not worth. You kind of put you put down Panthers, uh, Jags, ja- uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, but it there's there's kind of a story developing there with that uh, backup quarterback. There's a big story developing. Yeah, there. But, w- but we said we'll come back to that week eight. Yeah, that's right. We're not. We're, we can't go there now. But that, that's not. I want to talk about clear. Cam, but I'm putting it week eight. We'll talk about Cam week eight. Why did you see uh, something you wore that you really liked? You find it at uh, Gabe's or T- <laughs> TJ Maxx. <laughs> TJ Maxx Cam Newton collection. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. It's a. It's actually a safari hat, um, and then it. I got a, a floral print vest. It's it's pretty sharp. Oh, it's pretty sharp. Can't uh, by the way, McCaffrey's a, a dog. Yeah. Like that, that kid's. That's a whole nother. He's fun, man. He deserves more than what this all twenty two. Like, yeah, yeah. There's a few. Pl- you know, we we had do segment just on players that are just dogs. Yeah, he's he. Yeah, we should. All right, Michael Thomas. We'll call it the there. Darren Sproles edition. Because that dude's a dog. We'll call it the work done. Oh. We'll call it the work done. Let's see, now we're going up. You know what? Let's we'll do this. each other. Let's do the. We, let's do the. Let's do the. Yeah. Favorite, favorite players now and then. Oh, man. Uh, that's a whole. That's yeah. a separate podcast. Yeah. yeah. Who's, who's the. Yeah. We're getting into the London. Going right. the London Fletcher conversation. <laughs> Jets. And, yeah. I love that's your, okay. I, who, why did you I say that? that? I do it. I'm sorry about All that. Right. Jets, Eagles. Nobody cares because everyone knew Eagles were going to win. Jets are. Yeah. Like, meaningless. 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 Uh, Weird, uh, Pat's Washington meaningless. Uh, well, it's not quite meaningless. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, there's some funny, funny little, things. Little, hey, um, I've been a, a huge advocate of Redskins are the worst team in the league. Um, earlier this week, somebody thought that I was a little too hard on them. So, uh, you know who I'm talking about. Wait a minute. That guy you met from Crooksville? Yeah, the kid from Crooksville. What was his name? Uh, B-Ran? Yeah, something like B-Ran that. B-Ran from Crooksville? Yeah. So uh, he thought I was being a little hard on the Redskins. So since he thought I was being a little hard on the Redskins, they uh, got dis- <laughs> they got dismantled again by the Patriots. Most um, teams do. Yeah. And uh, fired a coach at five five a.m. the next day. So other than that, they're they're in great shape. Started Colt McCoy. Oh yeah, Colt McCoy. Yeah, thirty three year old Colt McCoy. And Surprise. their plans for the future is to destroy their rookie quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. And, and humiliating first. Humiliating him and then yeah. ruin his ruin his career. Yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah. So that's my bad, Brendan. Like. They're fine. Oh, did I say that? All right, who else we got? Okay, uh, Sunday night we picked this so wrong, like nobody cared. But Colts versus Chiefs was an awesome game. Yeah, uh, Frank Reich, uh, the comeback kid. Yeah, he's a solid coach. Oh, uh, his team. His, I, well, they, they they have a better offensive line. Yeah, yeah, and their D line. Well, uh, Chiefs D O line was beat up, so they uh, couldn't run the ball. They couldn't protect Mahomes. I'm I'm surprised at how. Losing, I mean, I know it's a. We're going to talk about wide receivers later, but how like wide receivers or three are out quite, yeah. Oh, he's really affecting me. Well, he would pull. He would pull uh, safety help. Yeah, every single exactly. Play. It, yeah. It's it. Yeah, it opened the. I mean, it opened the field. Like it sounds so cliche, but when I really watch, I'm like, wow, that's really affecting them. Uh, Emma Holmes said, Indianapolis just played man to man, and they just got at it. Like that was strictly like well, Indianapolis. Like they totally. There was plenty of drives where they they threw three passes, threw in, three incompletions, and out. Yeah, didn't try to establish a run yeah. to make the defense respect it. Yeah, that's it, that's classic game to read a little bit. Like I, he's always had those look, games to where he just won't run it. And we've also I got I got one more take. Like they were talking about the Colts all O line, how long they've been playing together. 
the right guard and the right tackle are so in sync. When they walk up to the line and then waddle to get their feet, their, their, their splits right, yeah. they waddle in unison. Yeah. Like, that's a bad sign. Yeah. And they ran the ball. Like, everyone's like, that Max a beast. No, that Max not a beast. The freaking offensive line dominated. I think Indianapolis going to the playoffs. I don't think it matters. Mm. I don't think it matters. I think they're going to the playoffs. No, that, I would love that. Because that's, that, that's sustainable. What they do is sustainable. And Brissett's pretty good. Like he's, yeah, he does he his gets, job. I mean, yeah, he does his job. Like, he's – you know what? Brissett and uh, – here we go. Back to golf. Is there a difference? Probably not. It's You said it. It's plug and play, man. It's getting – quarterbacks. We've seen a third stringer for Pittsburgh come in, and they didn't miss a beat. And they went over time. Yeah. His quarterback is – uh, you know, the starting quarterbacks wandering around on the <laughs> sidelines looking for a kitten. I'd like some peanuts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got to worry about Billy. Billy. And playing ball. Someone tether Billy to the bleachers. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just I'm, – I'm saying it might be more plug and play than we think. But Indianapolis uh, surprised the shit out of me. And, uh, oh, that was a, that, that was the funnest game. Sunday night, was, Sunday night yeah. games are some of the best it was, games. It was pretty good. Uh Oh, we kind of skipped over Packers Cowboys. That was a big game. Yeah, let's not skip over that. No, that's good. Because I tried to crown Dallas two weeks ago, and, and I couldn't have been more wrong. No, uh, you said, Congratulations, Dallas fans. They are who you thought they were for the last 20 years. And I was so wrong. And, they, they, and actually, lost two so games. I apologize, Dallas fans. They are who they actually were for the last 20 years, eight and eight. Um, so here's what I know they, there's so much notice about that game. Uh, you know, Green Bay took it to them. Once again, Dallas, like, is not making the right adjustments on offense. Like luck, I mean, if if they didn't have Amari Cooper, they could they would be in like real real trouble. Another wide receiver talk, but um. So I got a question for you: Is it possible? This, I know this sounds nuts. Is it possible that it is so like literally comfortable playing in Dallas for these players? Does that affect them on the field? Yeah. Do I want to say the word soft? Entitled. But does it feel they like that a little bit? Like yeah. they're not dogs. No, not at all. No. Like they don't like. I think they need. There's to, no sense of urgency. Yeah, they need a, like a damp, concrete locker room. Maybe chained up. Yeah, yeah. With no lights on. All that's going on is is uh, game film, just replaying. Yes. You're like in a cage. Yeah. I used to have this dream. In do high you school. do you feel like before they just, go out on the field, though, they they're sitting in like a a, a, a vibrating like IMAX. Someone's feeding chair. grapes. Right. Phantom. Yeah. Like that's how I feel when they get out there. And another thing, you know, but here's the thing, like Jerry wants to invest. He wants the best for his players because people, so people will want to play there. Yeah. And I get that. But are they two different things? It, it went over top. Don't you think? Yeah. Like, am I crazy? So no. I'm not crazy. I was watching that game. And I was like, these guys look like at the end of the day, like, I don't, I think they, look, it doesn't matter. I think they look, hey, I think they look the part like they're really mad, but, but I think they're kind of like, ah, you know what? I got some shit to do anyway. We're still Dallas. We'll, yeah, I'm, know, I'm calling them out. I, I'm calling them out. They don't – I don't know. They're just – there's something to that. Uh, we'll find out. Dallas will – Oh, no, no. Oh, no, I'll get into that when it comes to penalties. I had, oh, shit. Uh, the head coach, he got he had a penalty thrown on him and uh, oh. refs. Oh. Bad. Oh. We're going to talk about – when we said we're going to talk about penalties in the NFL. You want to come after break maybe and just go penalties in the NFL or do you want to do it now? Fuck it. Let's go. Let's man. do it. Okay. Before we get, we, there's, a, there's one more game left. We'll okay. Get to okay. That let's get. Let's talk about this. Okay. Are you sure? I'm about to go on two rants back. Are and you back. sure? It, should we take a break and then it's going? Now let me finish this one. We'll take a break. Last, the last game of the week, Monday Night Football. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. We'll, we take a little break. Come back with penalties. I'm a diehard team Browns fan, and Freddie Kitchens is worse than 
Gruden, Jay Gruden and Dre Gruden got fired. Everyone goes, well, it's not his fault that the players don't, um, you know, they don't make tackles or commit penalties. It is his fault. Leadership starts at the top. Responsibility for bad leadership starts at the top. When you got, you don't even know it's week five and you don't know you have 12 guys in the huddle for just an Get extra them. point because the other team scored a touchdown. That's all coaching. The penalties, it's just, you know what it is? Freddie Kitchen was a quarterback and now we got Baker Mayfield and they're sitting there just drawing up plays in the dirt. They're not running good fucking football. Thank you. They won't give it to Chubbs. They give they give too they care too much about Odell Beckham not getting the ball. You think Odell Beckham gives a shit if he only catches two balls if they're winning? Because right now you're two and three, and you yeah. you look like the worst team in NFL. You look worse than Washington and the Dolphins on Monday Night Football. You didn't have it prepared the first Monday night. They came away with the win because the Jets did not have a quarterback. Because the Jets, just because the Jets. You, it were the Jets. They were That's down it. to their third string quarterback. And you still give up 85 yards to uh, um, um, Le'Veon Bell. You knew all he could do was run the ball, and you still give up 85 yards. Last night, it was a fullback. Freddie Kitchens, you're built like a fullback. You didn't realize that guy was going to block and run all over you. You made that guy look like a superstar last night. You are the worst fucking coach. The worst. I mean, I'm going to put you up there with Pat Shermer, with uh, – Get him. I, 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 you know, Hugh Jackson, you're just another dumpster fire. Oh, he went Hugh Jackson. You're Hugh Jackson. Who's the other one? Mangini? You're another Mangini. No, you're worse than Mangini, believe it or not. Uh, I am sorry. I'm all on fire. That's your show. It's, you say a player is not playing a position. It's up to the coach to talk to that position uh, coach. You know, and, and, and you don't micromanage, but you manage and you organize your team. There is no offensive identity. They got a they got running back back there. Everyone's talking about he'll he'll run you he'll run downhill for you. You just line up and throw the ball. It was third and three, and Boogers even called this. He goes, "Oh, it's third and three. That means your whole playbook playbook is open. That means you can run and throw the ball." What they do? They motion Chubb out of the backfield, so they went five wide. What's that tell someone like uh, Nick Boza? I'll just pin your freaking ear back because it's are definitely not a run. And guess hungry? what's happened? He destroys Baker on the freaking play. You don't even run that much play action. You should not be a head coach. You went from a running back coach to a head coach in the NFL. I don't know. The only thing you run to is McDonald's, fat ass. I don't like you. You're done. <laughs> it's all head coach. Okay, I want to play just okay. a, a second of good cup. Wow. Woo. A second of good cup. Uh, I agree with a lot of that. So a couple of things I noticed. As far, I'm just this is personnel personnel-wise, not coaching-wise. Don't, don't, don't eat me. Both both these teams were. Really, really bad. Not that long ago, they both have done a decent job of rebuilding their roster. That's all I'm saying. Not, I'm not talking about how they play on the field. I'm saying I know it's like I can't believe both these teams are their roster is pretty good. Like whatever happened last night, two different things. Uh, San Francisco's offense. I know everybody falls in love with. They fall in love with this. It's not sustainable. I love it. Tom Brady will beat you by 86. I know you love it. Okay, so I know, hey, I to, love it. Everybody loves for it. you for them I to see Tom too. Brady. You have to get the Super Bowl. So I, I I would take that to start. With. No, you're there. No, I love that. Okay, full, wait, wait. Okay. I love that fullback, okay. and you know okay. what I do. Go ahead and make a note. Seattle and L.A. will have their way with them. I just make a note. Okay, just, I'm a, everybody. I'm everybody a, heard it. Time out. Time out. So, Let me get in on that. I admit San Francisco looked great last night, but their three wins is against Steelers, <clears throat> which is terrible. Yeah, and because their only win is against Bengals, yeah, who, who is winless, and the Browns, who's in the same division. Yeah. So okay, I admit they're. I'm not crowned. I'm going Super Bowl, but I love the way that offense is run. No, I love the offense, but it's not sustainable with that. That quarterback's not that good. Oh yeah, I mean what I'm oh. saying is like this can't. 
It's but easy like, to shut down. It's easy to game plan. Again. He We've ran seen, a tight end sweep that went for 11 yards. That was great. Like, last night, like, what they did looked great. I understand why. Like, I love watching it. Like, I really do. But it's not sustainable. Well, everyone's uh, base packet is now the nickel. So And so, you have a fullback lead. You yeah, have to run it. I, I, I'm not, I'll never buy it. It's uh-huh. not coming back. It's not coming back. It looks good for – it's no different when Dolphins had the Wildcat. They went to the playoffs. Ooh. It's not sustainable. Oh, my God. Erroneous. Okay, now you're going to fire it up. The no. Wildcat and running a fullback lead who also gets in the flat and catches balls is not the same thing. The Wildcat is a is joke. Like, it's it's, it's Calver. Yeah, th- this, uh, that offense is not sustainable. Yes, it is. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll you know what? Let's we'll, follow we'll up table on that. table that one. So, quick things about what I noticed about, about the Browns, in all honesty. Terrible. It kind of goes with what you're saying. Kitchens is treating Baker Mayfield – like he's been in the league six years yeah. and he doesn't have to like like Don't he's treating him like Peyton treats Breeze. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we're a team, like you got this. Like Mayfield no. don't have it. He didn't he needs to coach. Like every other second year quarterback, like I know Mayfield, like as far as like maturity and stuff, like looks the part and acts the part, but he's still just a second year kid. Yeah. Like, give him some help. Not even a full first year. Manny's look what they've done with like how Bridgewater they brought him along. Like, you got to start. I know Bridgewater's been in the league a few years longer, people. Yeah. I don't need the emails. What I'm saying is, like, bring him along slow. Like, you, you might have to eke a game out. Like, they're automatically like, oh, first quarter, we're going to, you know, we're going to, just like you said, we're going we're gonna to wing it to, you know, freaking Odell and get him to blah, 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 blah. Like, no, man, like, feel free to, like, gut one out. Like, I, I really don't think they're managing his level of quarterback properly. Just like we talked about Kyler Murray. You got to open that thing up for a little quarterback. I know nobody, even Mayfield don't want to admit it. He's a little quarterback. Yeah, he is. You got to open the field up for him. They're – they're running an offense like he's 6-6 with, an, with a cannon, and it's not him. I don't know why Kitchens is doing this. I watched it last night. I'm like, they tried to throw their way out of that game, just like you said, and it was a horrible mistake. They were, they they were, were right in that game. Now, I will say this, too. If, if uh, Galloway – is it Galloway? Galloway yeah. catches that. He should have that, – well, that shouldn't even count as an interception. That's a touchdown. That game is different. Let's bring that up because that was Galloway's first game back after a four-game suspension. And Baker Mayfield is throwing as hard as he freaking can. Doesn't matter. It does matter. Well, no, I'm because saying, that wasn't Mayfield's fault. Mayfield yeah, made yeah, the read. Yeah. He got. He might. But as far as his level of quarterback, that's a touchdown. Or he had, he had to throw that turned into an interception was was crushing. And went, went clear as back a to the, casual. And went clear back to the fifth. As a casual. But so I'm just saying, like I don't know. Like I agree with you about kids. He's treating Mayfield like. He doesn't have to coach him. Like, like, I feel like they sit and, like, just them two kind of buddy up and, like, sit in the film room like, yeah. while everybody's out there, like, working yeah. and, like, smacking fives and, like, maybe, like, playing Madden. Like, I don't know. Seriously. Well, they, it's, they think they're two quarterbacks in the same room. They're, yeah. They're smarter than smarter they're than, smarter in the room. Yeah. That's exactly what they act smarter like. Smarter than so holding a foul. That's what I picked up last night. So It's uh, not their fault. All right. So, now we're going to take a break, come back, talk about penalties? Yeah, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back in a minute, folks. All right, guys. The All-22 went into overtime this week, a.k.a. beer break. So uh, we got to talk about what's on everybody's mind. Uh, that's the thing that's uh, engulfing the NFL, the, the, the freaking penalty flags. Well, let me start off by saying is if, when you watch college football and you get to see so much hand fighting between the defensive back and the receiver, and there's a no call. Uh, it, no one gets concussions from it. It's great competition. You just let people play football. And, you know, you get them watching Thursday night game and they can't breathe on each other. And you watch, I'm like, well, this is very refreshing. They're just letting these guys play. The last five weeks in the NFL, let's just get into it. It is, it's, 
it's devastating. It's, it's constant. Like, well, that, that it's either, it, if it's not a flag, it's a review of a flag. And now we can review flags like. And they still get it wrong. Oh yeah. And they still get it wrong. Yeah. It's finally for the first time, you know, that the, the officiating uh, representative, they call in in the booth from the car. He, I heard him he's tired of it. Several times this weekend goes, I don't know how they made that call. Well, because you know, know he thought he had the easiest job in the world. Now he's like, God damn. That was a terrible call. Like he's on the side with yeah. the fan and the commentator. Like, yeah. That's ridiculous. I noticed that too. And I, I know I, how much you hate pick plays, but they ran one uh, Colts versus Chiefs. And the guy who was setting the pick ran up, ran to a spot, stopped, and just turned around. And the defensive guy pushed him from behind, and they called it a pick. Yeah, they're, they they feel like they have to call something on every play. And then now they, re- they reviewed that. And one. now they're doing a weird thing where they don't call a fumble just in case. Like it's a mess. Yeah. And I, I once I don't blame the refs. Like uh, well, no, I don't. Because I know what you're saying yeah. there's way too much. Yeah, they didn't even. The there's horrible, way too much. Horrible Cleveland game. Cleveland had twelve guys in the huddle on an extra point. Yeah, <laughs> they're just you know you basically just stand there and let the other yeah. team score at one more point. Nothing, and they're like, uh, you know, too many men in the huddle. That five yards would be attached to the kickoff. Well, they didn't even know the rule is because it was pre-snap. You, you move them up five yards, cook again. They forgot the basic rules. Yeah, there is so much shit for these refs to remember. No, it, it, exactly, it's constant. Yeah, it is so. It is, but it it is. The, I watched a game the other day. I mean, it, we're talking a game, you know, Ravens-Pittsburgh. You know, the teams run. That used to be a two-and-a-half-hour game be, because of the, they run the, the offensive. It was almost like four hours. You know, I know there was over a little bit over time, you know, but it's constant. And you can't you can't even, like, get – like, you can't, like, get super excited anymore. Like, you know, as well as that, a guy crosses the goal line, everybody pauses for four seconds. Looks for, We were at the state game the other night to where you can see him throw the flag because a lot of times on TV you can't see it. Yeah. I don't know how many times, like, like, oh, there goes Ohio State, and everybody starts cheering. I'm like, flag. Like, and I understand, like, here's what I'll say. I They are penalties, but there's a penalty in every play. Yeah. Just, like, it's still entertainment. It's still entertainment. Like, they, they I don't know what they got to do. I, it's to the point. Just change the rules. Like, like you say, no, no, no. hand fighting. You can hand fight now. There's so many rules now. It's, it's You out can't of change it anymore. It is a mess. Uh, striking a quarterback in the head. They didn't call for four weeks. I was wondering for a while if that was even a penalty anymore. Yeah. Then finally they called it for Dak Prescott against Green Bay. And I saw – I've been seeing it for the past four, uh, four it, weeks. There's it happens. No, it because they get the word that week, like, oh, here's what we're calling this week. Yeah. Is that what it is? Because, like – Oh, yeah. That's, that's actually what they do. Well – They focus. They say they focus on it. Yeah, well, it seems like from one game to another, you don't know what they're going to focus on. Yeah. It's almost as if these coaches have to uh, do scouting report on the refs. And what does he look for? I bet so. It's horrible. But no, they're, they are a part of the game now. They're, they're, that's that's it's what too it, much. Let's sum it up. Let's, they are the third team on the field. And I, I know everybody said that for years, but I'm being honest. Like that, They are part of the game. They're not yeah. just innocent bystanders just calling – like they are part of the game. Just like you say, like they, you they, do change the way you run your routes when you know how a ref will call it or when you're trying to get calls. And Well, well and then uh, the Cowboys coach got a uh, sideline – what was that, unsportsmanlike conduct? Unsportsmanlike. Well, I don't know what he said, but he, threw, he spiked the challenge flag down yeah. from the guy's face. Yeah. Well, the guy said earlier, because he ch- challenged one earlier, you, you can read the ref's lips like, you don't like it, you can challenge it. Well, 
if the guy who's going to look at the review is giving you attitude, you think he's going to change it for you? I thought that was very like that. Uh, they got me, fucking attitude. To me, that guy like I, I, there's I don't you can we can sit and bitch about the rest forever. Blanket statement is it's it's just out of control. Like it's 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 steering the game. It it it's almost to a point it's unfixable. Yeah, it's it's, it's so bad. like I don't know who you cheer for, the listeners, but like. You cannot p- complain about getting a call against you, and you can't say, oh, I got a free one there. We got away with something. It's so bad. Everyone's going to get it. You, you lose track. You lose, you lose track. track. You might as well just – you got to play. Yeah. You got to destroy their team and take the refs yeah. somehow out of the game. There, You know what? There's something like – you know, I, I get a lot – made fun of a lot of NBA fan, but there's something they did right. They let more shit go so you can enjoy the game. Like, I know everybody says, like, oh, that was a travel – well, you know what? It's better than fucking pass interference every 13 seconds. Yeah. I'm just saying. Like, there's a difference. I like, say, like the NBA just keeps playing. I will say one thing I see a lot of good teams are doing now is at the point of reception, they're not attacking the man, they're attacking the ball. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just a I don't I hand coordination for a defender to come up and smack that ball away. You when we get to defensive back week, I want to I want to talk about how defensive backs are face guarding. And it's awesome. It's legal. I know, but it's awesome. Like, no, you didn't do it. They 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 use it effectively now, and I love it. So, when we do defensive back week, like, I'm a fan of face guarding. All right, so wrap up overtime. It's basically, we apologize for NFL's absolutely debacle of officiating. Yeah. So don't even let it get you mad. It's just they're everyone's yeah. getting the same. Uh, yeah, everyone. Yeah. Believe me, we talk to fans from every team. They, they, all, they all think they're story. getting screwed. They, yeah, all, they all think they're getting screwed. And they're not wrong. No, they're, they're not. all right. They're all right. That's the bottom line. They're all right. All right, coming up, the four before. Okay, here we go. I need you, folks. It's time for the four before. I, I think I got a touchdown in me this week. All right, here we go. Give it to me. Usually I give you a softball first question, not this week. All right, first, this, this premise is the first question. Was like, what do you think about the kicking game? In general? In general. <laughs> well, kickoffs are done. You should never return a kickoff. You should never return a punt because it's only a penalty, a fumble, or something bad. So I've said for years, you shouldn't even put a punt returner back ever. Only bad things that happen when you return a punt. Field goals. Now, field goals. I only like them when they when they matter, when they help. So extra point. You know what? I get in general. I I, I guess I don't like the kick, kicking game at all. You don't like it. So if you're coaching a team, you give shit less about kicking. Oh, game. I totally give shit less. Every well, as soon as they change the kickoff rules, like I'm done. Okay. Like it's any, anybody returns a kickoff. Like I watch a kid return a kickoff. He grabs it on the one yard line, jukes three guys, the spin move, gets hit in the back, ruptures a spleen. Like, oh, they got the ball on the 24 yard line. One yard short if he had fucking walked away. So, no. All right. So here's the question. Just like kicking. You're down by 10. This is the fourth quarter. There's 57 seconds left on the clock. You got one timeout and you're on the 30. Okay. It's fourth and one. Okay. Do you go for it or do you take your. Th- I got one timeout. What's time? 57 seconds. What sport? It's football. Which NFL. NFL. Oh, to where the clock doesn't stop. Um, I would go with 
No, I would go for it. I would, I would go, I would go for the first down there. I would run for the first down there. Um, because if you get an onside kickback, you only need about 20 seconds to get a field goal. I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a kick a field goal and hope you get the onside kick. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, oh, okay. I would definitely, I would definitely go for the first down and then, yeah, I would go, I would go for the first down. Okay. So let's say you're 18 seconds left on the clock. Okay. You wasted your time out. Oh, okay. Yeah. You kick the extra point. Okay. Or would you go for two? What score? Well, you score your touchdown. I gave you the touchdown because you Oh, I just got the touchdown. Yeah. I'm down by four. Yes. And I got to decide whether to kick. Oh, I kicked the extra point. So then you kick the extra point, right? Yeah. All right. So 18 seconds left, no timeouts. You got, well, you kick the extra point, right? I mean, kick the onside kick, right? Oh, yeah. All right. And then you get that. You wasted a few seconds off. You get it to the 35. Okay. Right. And you kick and you, now. How how long is your field goal? We have fifty-two yarder. Fifty-two yarder. Yeah. So there's three kicks you're depending on to win a football game, and you tell me that the the kicking game don't fucking count. Yeah. You only scored one touchdown. I said I like field goals when they matter, and you like extra points and onside kicks. Yeah. So how important is special? Well, you, teams? you said specials. You said kicking game is special teams. Like I don't consider I don't consider onside kick. A kicking game. I said kicking game. I, I consider that. I said games. kicking game. I, I wrote it down kicking game. Uh, I think you got sacked on that play. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, I lost some yardage. All right. The Power Power 5 conferences. Now move, I'm going to shift to the college. Okay. On you. Power 5 conferences here in the Big Ten. We get beat up all the time because we're not as good as the SEC. Right. But let's let's face it. How long is – First of all, when you're saying here in the Big Ten, like I just happen to live in Ohio. You know yeah. I hate the Big Ten. I just want to be clear. Yeah, because when we won our first roster championship during the playoff time yeah. – the Big Ten was at its worst. Yeah. But but still, as bad as we get ripped, is the Big Ten the second best conference for the past few Ooh, decades? I've been thinking about this. Uh, not for the past few years. Uh, Overall, let's say, let's take last 20 years. Last 20? Last 20. I mean, that's a deep thought. Let's go 10. 19, no, 2009, long enough. Wow. Um, so, you got, you got – well, of course, the Big East and ACC have changed a lot in the last 20 years. They all have changed. Um well, that's a good question. But I suppose because of a high state, yes. Well, Michigan's I mean, been get, up there. Yeah, two national championships in 20 years. What about the Pac 12? They've not had a national championship. They haven't done anything. They haven't done anything. ACC, Big East. I mean, I thought say it's either Big 12 or Big 10, but I mean, just because of a high state, I'm going with Big 10. Did you know that there hasn't been a first time college football national championship since 1995? Everybody else has already won one. That's won one since 1995. 24 years. There yeah. hasn't been a new winner. Uh, that's bad. Yeah. It'd be hard to mix it up or make a college good. Um, all right. That was an easy as – as a softball. All right. Analytics and football. Do you believe in them? Would you coach by them? They talk about – I would not coach by them. They talk about next-gen stats. I think you just use it as info. Just use it as info. I think you just use it as info because I've thought about this a ton. Um, because football is still so, – it's a collision sport. So there's a certain amount of – there's just a certain amount of physicality. You, like you can't just – like baseball, you can go totally analytics. It would be like if, if baseball, you couldn't use analytics if every other batter got hit with a ball. You'd have to change your whole analytics. Yeah. In football, because of injury, because of durability, 
because of, you know, just mental tough. There's, there's, there's so much physically old fashioned, physically barbarian shit that goes into it. You can't just go in analytics. Well, the Colts use it a hell of a lot. Yeah. Frank Reich. And they're the only team to beat Kansas city so far. Yeah. So you think he's doing the right thing or is going, everyone's going to catch on to what he's doing and they're going to, I think he'll be eight and eight and maybe make playoffs. Maybe not. You earlier said they're going to make the playoffs. I said they'll make the playoffs. All right. Maybe, maybe yeah. not. All right. Uh, here's the last one. You get offered a job by ESPN commentating. I already took it. But all oh. you get to talk about oh. is low-hanging fruit and tabloid sports. Oh, yeah. Who's dating a Kardashian? <laughs> yeah. Kardashian? Who's wearing an Apple wrist watch? Yeah. And uh, nothing but contract stuff on the side. Oh, man. Yeah, just just money stuff. No, you don't get. I just want to talk about Dak Prescott's contract. That's all. That's you all can talk, I can talk about. You, there's no commentating a football game. There's no sideline reporting. Yeah, you're you're the tabloid guy at I don't know nine o'clock in the morning on Sunday. Yeah, I got every you. morning. Yeah, do you take the job? Yeah, I would. Why? Oh, just because it, it 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 would get me it would get me closer to whatever. Same, That's all. It's a stepping stone. Same. So you have me, Ed Werder. I mean, Ed Werder. He's <laughs> like, yeah, guess what Jerry Jones said today? No, he liked my tie. No pay increase. Back to you. No pay. Cam. Oh, uh, just that guy. No pay? I know I would do it. No, no, no. No pay increase. Same. Oh, no pay increase. Yeah. I might. You might do it? No, I might. If you could buy your own suits. Is there a thing? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I'm, gonna I'm not wearing it. a suit. You got to wear their suit. I'm wearing, suit. I'm, wearing, I'm wearing track pants. You know track I'm pants. I'm wearing track pants and a safari hat. No. You, track pants and safari hat. No, you have to go through it's Cam's. Gonna be thing. You have to go through Cam's rummage sale and wear <laughs> whatever he wore from last year. Huh? <laughs> With a fluorescent print. print hey, pants. Hey, at least it's a niche. At least it's a niche. Would you do it? Oh, yeah. For uh, sure. That's the four before. Oh. I didn't put it much of a fight this time. I'm gonna give you seven points. This time. Oh the, man! The first that, that you know what? At best, I missed the extra point. <laughs> okay, I'll give you six. Yeah, because because yeah. you are terrible. Yeah, I feel like I you were terrible to kicking. I feel game. like I dumped it off three yards, and my receiver took it to the house. You have no kicking game yeah. in the four before because yeah. you just admit you don't give a yeah, shit about true. it. I said I said that one good question up. Everything else I tanked on, so I'll give you six points on that. All right, I'll take it. Thanks, guys. Well, now we're going to do our low-hanging fruit segment, which is we talk about the mainstream stories that are shoved down your throat that have nothing to do with what goes on on the field. <laughs> so let's just we, we usually mock them, and we usually mock the people who talks about them. So let's go ahead and start off with Gruden getting fired at Washington Redskins. What's you, your – Well, it, first thing, I, I, I do find it slightly amusing that they called him in at 5 a.m. to fire him. I don't know why I think that's funny. That may be their start time every day. Just something about it is a – and then that the fact that he talked about the night before, like, well, I'll, I'll show up and see if my key works. Because no. that's exactly what you say if you somebody pays you $9 million to fire you. Yeah, you show it's up. exactly what you say. Until they fire you. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of blame this on that. That owner has been a dumpster fire the whole time he's uh, been he's there. Yeah, I, I kind of like he's, – he's, he's, a, he's a terrible person. Yeah, I think he is a terrible person. He is. And it, it kind of everything starts at the top. Yeah. Uh, they end up drafting the quarterback that they didn't want, but Gruden ain't a good fit. It just, like, it's, uh, I, I think they're both. I think they're, I, I don't think Gruden is, I don't think he's really a good off or coordinator. 
Definitely not a head coach. Definitely not a head coach. So he's just not a coach. Like, they just hired the wrong guy. Yeah, he's, he, he's a good film. He's maybe a player personnel guy. Yeah, he might be fun to talk to in an interview room, but he's not a – But I, I, as far as Washington fans are concerned, I'm sorry. You may not see another successful season until that guy sells the team, and he's not going to do it. Yeah, they're a he's, mess. He's a mess. They, that team's a mess. Unfortunately. Uh, two, Mac. Okay, so I got to talk about it. Uh, Raiders and Chicago Bears, they played in London this weekend. Uh, I said, do not watch the game. But here was the talking point before the 1 o'clock kickoff was, oh, the big story of the weekend is Matt gets to face the team that let him go. Yeah. That guy is three years into a uh, Hall of Fame career. Yeah. He gives shit less about the Raiders. Yeah. But he, he seems to care, though. What makes you say that? I mean, he brought it up, not me. Like he was like, oh, it's a, like he like subtle hints. Like I don't understand why a guy feels slighted for getting traded. Because what they said was like, you're going to ask us for a shit ton of money. We probably we just don't really feel like giving it to you. That's that's all that means. Like with a in a salary cap league, I don't understand how guys keep making up being offended. No defensive guys. I don't know about offensive defensive guys. They need clippings. They need paper to get himself pissed off this team and hate him. Right. I don't – like, that guy's on his way. He's a great player. The whole, that whole yeah, he's really great. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't even know why he cares. No, I don't either. Like, it was the – it was the crazy – I was actually a little surprised about it. Um, but what, here's what he found out. I am the second most important player on my team because the quarterback is obviously the most important. Yeah. Like, well, that's, you know, they lost that game because they don't have quarterback. Plug and play. Plug and play. I don't give a shit well, about quarterbacks. Well, apparently not. Like, they need to plug one in. They need to plug what one in. What I'm saying in. is, though, he found out that, like, he's not plug and play. Like, you take him off the field, there's a big difference. Like, a big difference. Yeah. Like, he actually went to a better organization, and I think in, oh, in yeah. a better division because, you know, Raiders are moving. They're, from what I hear, is they're out of money. They traded him and Amari Coopy, Cooper, Coopy, not, not because like they're bad Coopy. players or there was problems in the locker room. It's because, <clears throat> They couldn't. They didn't have the money, actual cash, to pay those guys their contracts. Yeah. No one's going to the stadium because everyone knows they're freaking leaving. But all this has like, but all this is like, what's Matt, like? You said, what's Matt care? You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like I, I think it's just making up shit. Like you got to say something. Uh, yeah, maybe, yeah. He he wants to maybe draw up something for people to watch, but. I don't think he gives a shit one way or another. So, that guy's going in the Hall of Fame. So while we're on the subject, the defensive players that care. You jumped Herb Street? Uh, no, no, we'll get back to Herb Street. Oh. Um, you got to take the segue sometimes. So uh, Alicia from Ohio uh, wrote in this week, today, obviously, and would like to know, uh, since you're uh, obviously an Ohio State and a Browns fan, how do you feel about Bosa – "Quote unquote," planting the flag last night on Mayfield. Are you I, are you torn on this? No. Uh, she did add that she is a, a Ravens and a Ohio State fan, and she thought it was quote fan damn tastic. So how how did that make you feel? Uh, I I don't know. I was always wondered about like I as a fan of Ohio State, how much these players care about Ohio State once they're gone, as I do. Yeah. Actually, he's been a couple years removed, and he still remembers it. Kind of like it, because the guy knows where he's from. He knows who are the people that care that about That was kind of my takeaway. Yeah, he, he remembers. It, it It made me feel warm and fuzzy inside. Warm and fuzzy inside. And here's the thing. like, uh, I think Alish – did you say she was a, a Ravens fan? Yes, I believe so. So the Browns played terrible week one. 
played terrible week two, but one because Jets don't have a quarterback. Uh, played terrible again um, week three and played again terrible in week five. The only team they manhandled was the Ravens. So if Alish has a problem, just remember – 15 right now is the golden number. So you're okay with Bosa? I'm okay with Bosa. It, it didn't bother you at all. That's, that's, that's surprising. The guy did what he was supposed to do. He made the play. Because I loved it. Like, I, I, I can't he, believe he remembered it. Like, no. When he, when he did it, like, I, like, you say literally all the time, the, I literally came off the couch. Okay, for those who are not Buckeye fans, Oklahoma and fans. And I kind of sat with him. He didn't just plant the flag. He waved it just yeah. like Baker no, did. He had it. Yeah, he waved it side yeah. to side and then playing it like he remembered the whole yeah. damn thing. Yeah, and he was out there. I, I well, he like he said in the interviews later, like he was out there taunting him the whole time. Um, I loved it. What when he's laid on top of him seven times in the but game? But that but that's easy for me because I don't like Mayfield. You know what I mean? So it's easy for me to like root against him. You hush your mouth. Man, don't be playing flag. That you, you, I'll never forget. Wait, wait, that. Time, okay, I'll never forget that. I'll, I'm calling it audible on this exact same question. Okay, because this has come from Bud, who told me at one point that. Once high state players are done playing at high state, you don't care about them anymore. Well, uh, you want to retract that statement? I'll give you Nick opportunity. Rizzo, no, it's it's. I don't care about him anymore. I don't care about him anymore. Yeah. Well, here's what's funny. I didn't, and then when he planted the flag, I was like, you know what? Maybe I judged him too quick. We cool. Yeah. Like, we cool. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, we could have been planting flags. Listen, he, we we could have been planting flags, but you playing. I'm just saying. Just about anybody. That is one. Of, yeah, yeah. You, you like Michael Thomas also a little bit because he also was a former Buckeye helping win some national championship game. Yeah, I didn't say I. I didn't say it made me dislike him. Uh, we all like him. We're all still Different cheering for him. We're all still cheering hey, for him a little let's bit. Let's focus on. Uh, no. Let's focus on Mayfield. Getting you, you bounced it. You bounced it off me. <laughs> You're getting my answer. Yeah. <laughs> nice try. So speaking of uh, uh, Buckeyes uh, that hey, I wait, dislike, I just like to call this this uh, emailer. Uh, Alicia 15. And so let's call her Alicia 15. Because that's how much money she owes me right now. <laughs> All right, laugh. All right, we'll move on. Herb Street, Herb Street annoys the shit out of us. Hopefully, he annoys the shit out of you too. Um, in the first quarter, High State versus uh, Michigan State, it, w- it was a tight game. High State's not producing a lot of uh, offense. And he says, Coach Ryan Day's probably wondering what happened to that offense that scored so much in the first five games. No, he's not. No. He's not surprised that Dan Antonio came out with a great defense and a great game plan for Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah, he, 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 he looked he concerned. He ain't sitting there thinking, like, well, the first game we did this. No, he knew what he was doing. Like right. that's like he was just, like he was just hitting the mouth and had no clue what a football game was. <laughs> like he was ca- he was cowering in the corner of the locker room. Like our, we should just we're on autopilot. We get seventeen points every first quarter. Herb Street wouldn't. So the, in that same game, yeah. early in the game when Michigan State was still in it, um, Herb Street went on and on about a throw that Lewerke made over top of a linebacker, the rookie. Yeah, the, the, and. A Fowler even had the nerve to say, well, you'll see that on Sunday. You'll see that on Sunday, like his family picnic. Like, there's no way, like, that's the only passes he's thrown on Sunday. It was like maybe like warming up his kid, you know, before the flag football well, game. Did he, did he mean the rookie would be an NFL? Or you yeah. Think he meant that was an NFL throw. No, no, no. He said it. And like, he, like, rookie's you can be- hear him say it and start choking on his own words, like, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. So, anyway, I'm just saying, they, they, we all know what the game plan was. Let's well, put this game on Saturday night and hope Ohio State loses. 
what they forget to mention, like they, they showed the highlights of the two high state upsets, beat you over the head with it all weekend. They forget to mention that was the only two, like the records like eleven and you know two or like it's it's not yeah. close. Yeah. So we we won't go back to that. I'd I'd rather be the the higher ranking. It team. just it, some of our <clears throat> these commentators just oh the thing I understand they got full air time, but man yeah. Well, I'd, I'd probably be worse. So I, I got a, I, this is actually kind of an interesting question um, oh, I go. got this week. No, no, it's it's pretty good, actually. It's on, so um, Roethlisberger got fined $5,000 oh, for wearing a watch on the sideline. Yeah. So uh, I get asked, is it, a, is it a, a uniform policy problem or is it a sponsorship thing? I immediately assumed it was a sponsorship no, thing. No, it was about this. It's a device that can transmit signal. Yeah, inter- that was interesting. Yeah, it had nothing to do with, uh, like, if it's Nike or Reebok or yeah. Apple. It was all about – it could send out a message. I, I, I was very Wait, surprised Here's the thing. If you got the guy on camera on the sidelines all weekend and he's not – I don't even – I hate Ben Roethlisberger. Well, that's not about a Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, but – That's you, a different Did show. you see him on there, like, like looking up and yeah. see if Mason Rudolph uh, – uh, He was went tweet- for, He was tweeting. Mortimer. No, he. You didn't. know, he was tweeting memes. That yeah, was yeah. it. Was it was two weeks ago against Cincinnati? He didn't even use it. He was probably making fun of Dalton's hair, but um, it was interesting though. I thought that was interesting. Like, it makes sense. I, I understand you need to button down that because you need to know who's doing oh, yeah. what. Still with signals. Yeah. But here, there's the guy's six foot five. He's yeah. staying right in front of everybody. Do you see him use his watch to do anything? Yeah. So what? What should he just got a letter of warning and stay off him? Yeah, I'm sure $10,000 is nothing to him. Yeah. Did he really need to be fined money at all? Well, how about he throws his wife right under the bus? Like, he's like, I can't dress myself. My wife put it on me. Like, just, this comes right out. Yeah. I don't, that's, that was a stupid comment. No, he did. Yeah, that's a stupid comment. Because he can't, because of his arm. Like, she's actually dressed okay, him. Okay, but say, honey, don't put the watch on. But it's still my decision what goes on my body. Well, I, don't, I don't care if you cut my one off. I don't off. know if you've ever noticed in, a, in a private confines. Uh, ben doesn't have the best judgment with with the ladies. So let's just leave it at that. Uh, like when it's just him and a lady, it's scary situation. When it's just him and a lady, like hey, surprised that she put the shackle on his wrist and not him on her. I guess like he found it. That, by the way, we are uh, we want to thank S N M the band. Yes, I don't know why I thought of them all of a sudden. Thank you again for that intro music. Oh. Yeah, Ben. Uh, but that's just stupid. Why ten thousand dollars? It doesn't affect him at all. Yeah. But why don't you just like write him a letter of warning? I, I don't. It's, know. It, it's a weird story. But I, I thought it was an inter- I didn't know that. It was interesting. Here's one low hanging fruit that we think is an interesting topic. Okay. California just passed a law where their college athletes are allowed to make money off, off their name, off right? their name, which has nothing to do with the university they play for. Which is, I think it's good because. Some universities can't afford to pay as much as some other universities can. And if you're getting if you're getting primetime advertisement because you're a Heisman Trophy candidate, you could almost bankrupt the university you pay for and you never win a Heisman. Now it's just it's just kind of taking it out of the university's responsibility. And if it's back into capitalism where if uh, the, a local company wants them there and they want to pay them for it, I, I like it. Yeah, I agree. How about just free food the whole time I'm in college? Yeah, and and the you know the immediate reaction is well, they're already you know they're already making this off their 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 scholarships aren't worth what 
that's not a cash payment. No. You know, it's it, we could go down this road for days and days and days, but the fact of the matter is when they when it gets close, when it gets about December and they're showing advertisements for the Heisman TV yeah. show, yeah. what do they do? They literally they'll say, this year they'll say Hurts, and they'll show a highlight. Fields, they'll show a highlight. Tua, they'll show a highlight. Like, who's going to win, blah, blah, blah. And those kids don't make it dime. Well, here's the thing. But ABC does. ABC does. And so let's just say we went down the road where the university reimburses kids for their advertisement. So if the Heisman um, organization decides to show Hertz highlights, does that force his university to pay him? I mean, it's a slippery road. Oh no, it is. But but I'm that's I'm, unfortunate. I'm for anything. You do. You, so here's the the most interesting fact. The um, there's already five states that already have um, uh, same are, are already already writing up bills right now, uh, and they are five of the biggest football states, college football states in the country. Ohio's one. You know, Ohio, Texas, Florida. Automatically, are all like, well, we got to do something. So yeah. I'm for anything that upsets. You know, the white privilege apple cart, you know I'm in. You say it every you, week. I, it's the truth. I mean, how, how, you know, how long could 80-year-old white guys be like, nah, that boy's all right? Like, no, fuck that. Like, it, that's just what it is. It, it I is, love it. It is what's his name. What's that? The yeah. 80-year-old year old guy, what's his name? <laughs> the 80-year-old guy who's like sucking these kids dry, what's his name? <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. They're, but I like – it. It, it was he's not sucking him drops. He's just like that's just, it's just. Well, once about, again, just because the the argument, the something to stay the same, just because that's how it's always been. No, no, no. I'm not saying not that. Good. I agree. I totally agree with that. Like, but there was like a lot of gray areas. So you got a great player, and so they decide to move your game to eight o'clock because your your team's doing good, doing good. Now, does that mean the kids should get the TV revenue, or did they get? Well, the money it, has the money has to come from the advertiser, like like. Well, now this the, law in California, oh, yeah. You're saying now? Oh, yeah. yeah I'm just saying before oh, it was yeah. it was so hard to decide. Oh, yeah, it's, no, it's not good for a fan of college football. I admit that. Why? I think it's fun. I think in the long run it's not. Why? Well, because of, I mean, it, it's eventually like it's just going to have ramifications. Like there's either going to be minor league. I'm not talking next year. I mean, this doesn't even go until 2023. I think like it's years down the road. But like the way it is now is best for us as a product. Like you have to stay in school three years, you know. You can't do this. You can't do that. But well, like, that, it keeps it keeps. I lost on the fact. But I'm saying as as far as like you know, I'm for I, you know me. I'm for anything that makes people uncomfortable. Like I don't care. Like I automatically think like well, people are against it. It's probably good. Were they against it when they talked about it? Oh, a lot of people are. Yeah. Cali, the Cali law. Oh, they immediately bring up the whole scholarship thing. I'm like, fuck. I. I we have a whole show on how these scholarships are worthless. The best analogy I heard, I don't take any credit for it. I heard it on ESPN. If scholarships to an athlete are the same thing as uh, McDonald's or a fast food restaurant, not named McDonald's, giving you a free soft drink. It, 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 just because it costs you $2 to buy one, it's not worth that to them. It's the same as these scholarships. Like these these kids, that's the worst. Kids thing. that play sports that go to a school don't cost that school a thing. That that's the worst thing I've ever heard. No, it's not because the none I'm of that not, money comes from the school. Why why is this single athlete comparing himself to the worth of a university? Because once you compare himself to another um, student who has no scholarships 
or, or no grants, when you're talking about coming out of college with a bachelor's or a master's, that you might have close to $200,000 in debt. Yeah. And they can walk out of there with no debt. That's right. huge. But, but I'm saying the school doesn't pay for that. That money doesn't come from the school. That's what it's worth to the player. I, but that's not cash. And education in today's society is huge. Well, I mean. I mean, what you can do. But, but lives, we're talking just money. They want to throw like what a scholarship's worth. It's it's not. If the kid goes to school and gets a, you know, and chooses to go there. And admit it, 99 point what percent of college athletes aren't going to get endorsements. So they're still getting the same thing. We're talking about five kids. That's a huge. We're talking show. about Zeke a couple of years ago would have been all over all over the news, that's it. There's going to be five kids getting paid. Like, you know what Tua looks like? You yeah. don't really. You don't care. No, it, if Tua's selling cars right now, they're like, you don't care. Well, we saw him after he came here as a freshman and won that game. Yeah, but you don't But you, you're not gonna buy anything. You don't care. Like, people don't care as much as they think they do. I think if – Everybody I, thinks it's the end of the world. There's going to be like two kids a team. They might be getting a couple hundred bucks to shoot a car dealership commercial, but – Nah, he's going to be no better than that. And there ain't there ain't five or six kids in the country you care about. And at OSU, you wouldn't. I bet we're talking NFL quarterbacks. People wouldn't recognize sixteen starting NFL quarterbacks if they were in the mall. I, I guarantee it. People don't like fame is not what they think it is. Jerseys, yeah, if they're dressed and wearing their jersey. You know what I mean? Like, like I say, like there's certain ones like Zeke. You're gonna know. You know what I mean? OBJ, like guys like that in college. How many guys you really know? And, um, and care what they're selling around Columbus. Not, yeah, but that's that's there's Columbus. Gonna be several people who are gonna make some money there. Yeah, but no, I'm saying it's not enough to even care about. It's not as much as they're even making just people giving them money. You know what I mean? Like I, I think it's really. Oh, you think that this? I, I don't really think it means that much. Oh yeah, I didn't. I don't think that. there's that. I much, never looked at that. I don't side think of there's it. that much money for him out there. I don't think Pepsi is signing up Jalen Hurts. I I, I just really that's don't. big time. Yeah, just get a free cheeseburger. Yeah, it'd be huge. Yeah, as I said, it might be worth something, but it's it's not it's not that big a deal. Yeah, so when when uh, of all people, Jameis Winston walks out of a Kroger's with some crabs. Yeah, that's not fucking national news. Yeah, it was stupid. Yeah, guy hooked him up. He walked out. It should never have been news. Right, but other than I get to pick on my friend Andre, who's a big <laughs> Florida State fan. Yeah, but it is an interesting story. And I'm glad it's happening. Well, you know what? You're right. Because I was thinking that, like, oh, these guys are going to make some money. It's nah. going to help things out. And you're like, you're right. There's probably not nah. going to be that much money out there for nah. them. It's not, it's, not, it's not what people A think. handful of people across the country. Yeah. I didn't look at that side of it. Yeah. I just, you're right. Ask, ask, ask the first 20 people you see tomorrow and just bring up a name of, of somebody that doesn't play for a team that they live around. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a, uh, you know what? I sit there and watch that. I can't even say his name to this day, that freaking Alabama – Linebacker, I just watched him beat up on my freaking right. Browns last night. The yeah. guy's a freaking beast. I can't even think of his name. Yeah. Don't know. Don't and, and by the way, in Alabama, in, you know, yeah. in Alabama, them guys are gone uh, every year. Okay. New, new studs. Perfect example. We're, you know, we're obviously huge football fans. We like sports. If I ask you right now, right. the season's about ready to start in college basketball. Who's oh. the best college basketball player in the country? I have no clue. No clue. I don't watch basketball. No clue. But what I'm saying is, though, that's what I mean. We're not buying anything. We don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it, I don't think it's near as big a deal as people think. But that it's was It's a fun. start. It's a nice start. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right. That's our uh, low-hanging fruit, and it wasn't so low-hanging this time. No. We on that one. No. That was, we, had to, we had to get a ladder out. Like <laughs> We did some work. <laughs> Shake it.
No more messing around, guys. It's time for the coaches clinic. We're going to talk about the uh, <laughs> superstars of the uh, National Football League in college. We're talking about the wide receivers in the passing game. All right, Max, teach us something. Okay, well, I was supposed to look up wide receivers, and I went down the rabbit hole of the passing game. And there are so many clinics out there, so many coaches talking about it, and everyone has their own concept. They also have their own terminology of how they relay uh, their plays to their players. So it talk a little bit about some of the terminology that um, you hear a lot today and what exactly it means. Site reads. Site reads is basically replaces the hot route. Instead of hearing Peyton Manning yell in Oklahoma, Oklahoma 27 <laughs> times, a site read is a pre-snap read. That means when the receiver and the quarterback come in the line of scrimmage and they see a blitz coming off the edge, that receiver – should be able to look at it and realize he needs to change his route usually into a slant and the quarterback has to recognize it and realize the pressure is coming there and the receiver is going to run a different route and he's going to run a slant right behind the pressure so it's it's basically a hot um hot route in, but instead of like screaming it let everyone know what you're doing it's a pre-snap read essentially it's an evolution of it because yeah, defensive backs i mean they understand what you're saying too, so you had to stop saying it. Yeah, I mean it's where. It... And I'm pretty sure at this point they know that they're making the site read as well. Yeah. Um, another thing, a term is roll routes. When a defense shows man, but once the ball is snapped and they roll into their zone coverage, in the middle of your route you have a read, and you realize that these guys are dropping back into zone, and you you go into your roll route, and usually it's in between the defensive back and the quarterback. So you will you have an option. So if you have a linebacker bailing out into his zone, you actually roll underneath of him. Essentially, we, what we called that when um, way back when was you know sit down in a hole. Sit down in a hole. Well, sit, sit down in a hole. Some of them Find don't a hole in the zone. Some of them don't sit down. They keep going. They run their seam. They usually throttle. Right. There's a lot of throttling, but that's. I'm going to quiz you a little bit right here. So okay. we're going to talk about the passing tree. Love it. All right, what's the number one, number nine, the, the, the big That's one? That's a go route. That's a go route, okay? So what's that mean? So listeners who don't know, we'll go simple. Uh, you run as fast and as to the end zone as you can. Yeah. You're typically an outside receiver when you do this down the sideline. Yes. Typically. But you, you would call it, they would probably call it a seam in the middle. So a nine route's on the sidelines. It's a sideline route. Yeah. Eight is a post route, and that means you're running towards the – Goal post. That's right. Seven is a corner route, so you're running towards corner of the end zone. Corner of the end zone. Uh, six is known as a dig now. It used to be called a drag. It's about a 10-yard route, and you cut 90 degrees behind the linebackers. This is the one you see majority of the time when you do a play action, draws the linebackers up, and they hit like a tight end or their slot receiver uh, across yeah. the middle. Um, Five is the out route. It's about a 10-yard route, 15-yard route to the boundary. Most important route in football history. Like that oh, route, yeah. that route it's such most a important route in football history. Right now when you do a um, – you're doing a quick uh, uh, timing route, uh, play action route. You're, your quarterback's in shotgun. He takes a snap. He turns toward the running back and immediately just fires. It should be under two seconds. It's catch, turn, and throw. Well, the out route produced what has become the option route as opposed, you know, then it just goes by where's the defensive back, 
Or where's your defender lined up? What shoulder is he lined up on? If he's lined up on the inside, you know, you're going the out route. If he's lined up on the outside, it becomes more of a dig route or an in route. Yeah. Uh, the curl route is about 10, uh, a 10 yard, you know, sprint the field and then you, you dig into the field and you drive back towards the quarterback. And typically it's thrown towards the outside shoulder towards the boundary to, to defend against a defensive back. The comeback is actually kind of like the out route. You're, you're coming back towards the line of scrimmage, but also towards the boundary when you throw that. The worst route in football is the, is the flat. A running back out of the backfield. I don't know how many times have you seen this. It's third and five. It's a handoff. The running back comes out of the backfield because everyone's you know, bunched at the line. They get jammed inside. They only run a three-yard route. They catch the ball and they get tackled, and it's fourth and one. Well, that the the reason that that route is is effective though is because it pulls. Well, you can block because the pass is behind the line of scrimmage a lot of times. So oh, the wide terrible. receivers can start blocking the defenders while the ball is in the air. So that's 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 very key on that route. Wheel, when, the wheel when people, route. No, when the people wheel. see the running back slide into the flats. And then the wide receivers, they see them blocking the defensive backs and they want pass interference. The reason they don't get it is, it's because, of, is because it's behind the line. You're of talking about the wheel route. No, the flat wheel route, route. So he goes five yards upfield, then outside. That's a wheel. Wheel routes when they go upfield. That's why it's a wheel. They're wheeling around, but they can still catch it behind the line of scrimmage. No, wheel routes upfield. <sighs> no, a wheel route. Trust is, me, I A wheel ran. route is you want to suck them into the flat route and then you take off upfield. Oh, let's move on. Okay. All right. The slant is probably the most talked about route in, in football. Uh, this is where a guy really makes his money because he's going to get cracked when he goes across the middle. And this is typically – used to more than he does now. Yeah. Guys used to, I mean, get retired. Yeah. And this is – You had to be – you had to be – you had to want to run a slant route in the 80s. I'm yeah. just saying. Like, you had to want to run it. Uh, this is typically the site uh, – Sight read route when someone's coming off their edge. This is the route they just down to. That's a pre-snap read. Can I jump in on the slant route? Yeah, something that's a, a key Very. to the slant route. And this this should be fresh in most people that listen to this show's mind. So when you saw Seahawks versus New England in the Super Bowl and they lost it, uh, you know, essentially the last play of the game because of the slant route. The difference in that was the wide receiver on that slant route. Instead, what you want to do on a slant route is you want to get inside of your defenders. You're going to be underneath them, but it's it's a small space. You want to show them your nameplate. So the the at best they have to go through your back to get to the ball, and you give yourself either pass interference or you protect the ball. In that game, that famous play where Malcolm Butler intercepts that, you see the wide receiver reach out with his hands as if there's not a defender there. And Malcolm Butler takes that ball. If that receiver throws his shoulder in front of that, you know, ball, and puts him puts his nameplate between the ball and the defender, they have a chance for another play. So that's that's a great tip for a slant route. If you know if you're teaching somebody a slant route, if you're running the slant route, get your nameplate, show that to the defender because that if nothing else, that's always pass interference if they have to come through your back. Well, on that exact same play, Malcolm Butler is not a safety. He's a corner. Uh, dur- during the season, 
Belichick was upset with his goal line defense, and he said, I want a goal line defense that can cover three receivers. They purposely took out the safety and put in three corners yeah. on their 6-2. Yeah, but it was all receiver. No. No, uh, trust me. That, that receiver, watch that play 100 times. That yeah. receiver went after that as if there was nobody coming. If he goes after that aggressively and turns his shoulders, Malcolm Butler goes through his back, and at best, it's just a, it's just an incompletion. At best, it's an incompletion. That's all or receiver has to do. First, it's half of this is goal line. Or it's, or it's, it's, that's the two things that are going to come yeah. out of that. All when right. you put your hands out first, so I'm just that's a tip. Um, well, we call we talk we talk a little bit about the spread. Uh, the spread, believe it or not, a lot of these coaches who run a spread like to stay a little bit balanced in their pass run game. I know we're not talking about passing right now. Should be talking about wide receivers, um, but they're right around forty to sixty, forty-five to fifty-five, and they only really run five basic run plays. They run the zone inside, zone outside, the counter, uh, the jet sweep, and the power. Um, but the, they get because they spread the defense out so much that they get a lot of uh, quality plays out of their running game. Um, also in the passing game, they like to do their, their trick plays in the first and second drive of the game to give the defense something to set, uh, think about, and it it usually sets up your deep ball. Uh, one coach I was looking up in the coaching clinic was like, you always got to have a deep ball on your uh, passing game, especially in the spread. You're going to run some kind of uh, dig across the middle. You're going to run some kind of curl, something to the boundary, and then you always got your back out of the backfield, your relief. Yep. So it should be quick. Should be, and that is standard for today's football. That's standard. like you are actually describing what every team runs every, every team. play, and that's where we talked about. We go back to where if you have a quarterback that can take advantage of all those routes, is the difference. Well, because a nine route is completely wasted if you can't if you can't drop it in over a, a cornerback's head. So this is from Larry Cooker from University of Miami when he was. I think he's he's not there anymore. No, I don't. I don't think he is. No, I but, think uh, Jim Trussell retired him. Yes, actually. But what they do, they will call the same play. So you you got one post, uh, a read route by the tight end, um, a curl route by one of your uh, slot receivers, and then an angle. I don't know. We want to call it an angle, but basically a slant across the middle. So they have basically in then post. You got your you got your um, you're running back out of the backfield, basically your relief valve. Now they'll call let's say they call that play Texas with a basic formation. Texas is a great play. Yeah, and then they constantly call it Texas, but then they they switch to formation. And unfortunately, I can't explain it to you. I don't have a diagram. Depending on where these guys line up, they know what route they're running. They might motion in and you know take your tight end out, have a slot receiver. He motions in and runs the the tight end read route, and they can do that. So that way, a quarterback doesn't have to memorize every single formation. He just knows if you call Texas, he knows what receivers are going to be in what – there's a receiver going to be in what area. Yeah. And where's his – Thrown to an area. Thrown yeah. to an area. Uh, Steve Spurrier was the best at that. Steve Spurrier's entire offense at the University of Florida in the 90s, the, the wide – the quarterback, it, it, it made no difference who the, the receiver was. They had essentially like drawn up squares on the field, and that quarterback dropped back and threw it to that square, and trusted that that wide receiver would be in that square. That's what some. That's I, how he was so successful. It's essentially a zone offense, if that makes any sense yeah. to people. 
It was it was flabbergasting. I mean, pe- people caught up to it. That's what he did. It was they threw to spots, and that quarterback dropped back and literally threw it on an empty spot on the field. The reason they did that was because there's no way a defensive back could read where you were throwing to if you weren't throwing to somebody. Yeah. It was pretty interesting. Well, some coaches call that uh, I teach grass. It means he teaches sure. quarterbacks to throw to a, a, yep. a, a oh, Yeah, it's, it's, it's developed into something. But yeah. when Springer came up with that, it was unstoppable. And unfortunately, there's so much different terminology at the different levels yeah. and, and across the country. Like, you just got to know you just got to know one terminology and understand the concept that the team you're watching at that time is what they're doing. Uh, so if you multiply the nine routes by the number of receivers you could have on the field at the time, and then multiply it again by a number of different formations that you could run them out of. It's close to 275 different routes. Yeah. So that's each play. But you have to take this, and you got a new quarterback, let's say, in a system, and you got to baby step him to 275 routes. Yeah. What? Which you can't ever tell him that number ahead of time. Yeah. It's just too goddamn. Well, that and like as far as like wide receivers go, we talk about defensive ends, how they get they they get underestimated last week. A wide receiver, once again, the best example, just only because they're the highest end of football, the New England Patriots. When, when those receivers are out there, they have to know what route everybody else on the field is running. They have to read the defense just like a quarterback does, and then, you know, and then decide what their route is on each play. Yeah. On each play, they have to read the defense. And then they, they don't have to know what they have to do in that defense. They got to know what the guy beside them is doing because they might be opening up the guy. Like it's, it's such teamwork. It's not, it's not as simple as like, you know, run out there and catch the ball. It's not like that anymore. Like, oh, no. They, they work to get guys open. We it's, used to, uh, way we do it in, back uh, in the Stone Age in college. So you had different series. So like the 600 series was our passing game. So it'd be like, uh, like, Tight right, six thirty-seven. So, or six or three fifty-seven. So the the first number here, the three hundred series, would be the inside receiver. Mm -hmm. The tenth spot would be the middle receiver, and then your outside route would be uh, the guy against the boundary or the last single digit number. But that's changed so much because now it's like because it used to be a huddle. We used to have a huddle. (laughs) Now it's Q. X, Y, and Z, yeah. and you look at your sideline, yeah. It's it's impressive what these guys do on every play, and if they can all get together on it, um, that, that's when you got something. That's so, what the route tree is. You want to talk a little bit about what receivers we can look for? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I could do this all night. But uh, we, we, we stepped on a few things there. But um, things you want to look forward to when you're, when, you're, when you're watching your game and you're trying to decide, is my receiver good? So a few things. When, when they – when they come out off the line of scrimmage, they shouldn't waste any motion. They should look as close to a sprinter coming out of the blocks as they can because every millisecond helps your quarterback and hurts the defense. So when you're watching your receiver, his his back leg should be bent a little bit, a little more tense. And when they come out, but if his front foot moves before his back foot, He's lost time. Those are just little things to look for. So he, he had to come out like he's in the starting blocks. Uh, so his eyes, which you're almost always watching your receivers from behind uh, because, of it, uh, because of the instant replays and stuff. You're not watching the All-22. So essentially the back of his head should be looking 
at the defensive back, unless he's trying to, you know, unless he's trying to trick him, whatever. But in general, he'd be looking at the defensive back until the very last second. Like his hips and knees and feet may turn before his eyes come off the defensive back. Defensive backs read the receiver's eyes. So if you got a great receiver, he shouldn't give away his route until he's in his route. So then you want to look at when he runs his route. Now, you know, the receivers we're watching, we're all watching, you know, high-end football here. These guys are all amazing. So, like, just little things like when he comes out of his route, if he's running a dig route, how much speed does he lose when he cuts? The less speed they lose the, when they cut, the better. So the faster they can come out of the route and keep their speed up, you know, that's the more successful they're going to be. That's where you got your guys like uh, Julian Edelman's great at it. Um, oh, I mean, there's all the slot guys. Every, every guy in the NFL is great at it. But if you really want to look at the difference – and then uh, you want to look at things like, once again, I described it earlier, like when, when you're going for a ball, you want your name play to be between you and the defender. Uh, and, that, and that goes for downfield, too. If you're trying to – if it's over the shoulder, a really, really good receiver will wait till the last second to put his hands up. Oh, yeah. But he won't – if the ball's underthrown, he doesn't turn – and grab the ball because once you turn and show your front side to the defender, um, a the refs won't call it as much, and he can swipe. He can, which you know, that's when we get into trail techniques and stuff. He can swipe the ball out of your hands. It's just an easier play for him. You would rather your defensive, you'd rather your wide receiver slow down a little bit, keep his back to the defender, and catch the ball because that defender can't go through his back. They will call that every time, and it protects the ball. So just keep an eye on when he catches the ball, it, does he keep the defender in an awkward situation? You know, imagine you're trying to keep your, you know, little brother or sister out of the refrigerator kind of thing. <laughs> Box him out. Yeah, and hey, that's a big one. Um, um, and then just simple things, like when they catch the ball, like I know we all love to watch, like a great example is Des Bryant. Uh, this guy is one of the most athletic, gifted receivers of all time. He was great. He caught the ball in traffic so much, and it was great because he could catch it. He had great hands and all. But if you look at the great, really great receivers, like right now, like uh, we talked about earlier, like a Michael Thomas, um, they, they when they catch the ball, they're they're open. The reason they're open is because they kept their eyes right, they kept their hips right, they didn't sell the route, they worked hard on the route, they found the empty spot in the zone, like we talked about. A, a really good receiver gives your quarterback a nice empty target like if they're constantly catching it in traffic it's that you if you if you go back and watch those routes they probably aren't the best like uh we talked about in new orleans game uh mike evans struggles a little bit with that like because of his physical ability he gets away with a lot of that but he is not running these dig routes and stuff like uh you know obj can michael thomas can the the truly great receivers can larry Um, fitzgerald we love that guy. My next point is basically you want to watch Larry Fitzgerald. He is the best. <laughs> I saw and I'm, I'm saying this right now. He is the best because of the – I know Jerry Rice is the best wide receiver of all time. The game was different. If he played now, he would, he would still be awesome. Larry Fitzgerald is the best technician at wide receiver we've ever seen. Yeah. And that's just, he does everything perfectly. He gets his hands away from me. He catches it with his fingers. He puts his, he puts his name plate to the defender. He can run every route. He can run, uh, he can run every slot route. He can run, you know, nine routes. Like if, if you, 
basically just watch Larry Fitzgerald. If you're teaching somebody how to play wide receiver, watch Larry Fitzgerald. If you if you teach somebody how to play defensive back, watch Larry Fitzgerald. The guy is the, the guy is perfection. <laughs> so essentially, that's that's a good that's a good call. And another thing to remember: all these guys that are running these nine routes on the outside, most the majority of the time they're just pulling defenders. Yeah. And then if there's a mistake. You know, they get hit for the ADR touchdown, which is great. But the majority of the time, the nine route is not your your first read. You're generally reading the middle of the field, and you're watching either the linebacker or safety and how they spread out, and you'll have two routes there, one low, one over. Whichever way those defenders go, that's typically your – Kai, I did that. You're good. So the offense and the quarterback are looking for a good matchup. So when they come, oh, to, yeah. come to the line pre-snap and they see they got the guy playing man – on their nine route that they wanted, the guy's mm-hmm. a little slow, maybe going to uh, a chair route. They might look for it then, but all, all game long by shifting out, shifting in different formations, Motion. they're looking to kind of box the defense in to give them the match that they want. Yeah. So. Well, that's why we saw the explosion of the – we've saw the explosion <laughs> in the last 10 years of the slot receiver yep. and the tight end. It's a matchup. Like what can That's we do to get what can we do to expose, you know, this linebacker? And, and what can we do to make this linebacker smaller so then I can run? You know, and that's and it's that's the game. Well, also, all these offenses talk about wanting to hit that that the big play downfield, and all the defenses fear is that big play downfield. Yeah. So they're kind of willing to give up a bad matchup on the inside on the slant, and they're they're they everyone dreads that. Yeah. defensively, that bad matchup on the outside for that go route. Yep. All right, I think that's, that's – That was good, man. I enjoyed that. Honestly, enjoyed we that. could have got into that for about, yeah. I don't know, 27 hours. Yeah, that, that's a wormhole. That's a wormhole. That's that was a, a lot of fun. That, yeah. that, that, uh, that goes right to the heart there, man. I enjoyed that. All right. Um, Next up is victory formation. Well, we've had a good show. Um, I feel I, I feel good about it. So it's time for the victory formation. Thank everybody for listening. Remember, you can uh, email us at buddenmax at tuesdayaftermath.com. We'd appreciate any feedback. And you can listen to us on uh, all your main podcasts like Apple, Spotify, Anchor, and... I'm sorry. Google, probably. Yeah. And Breaker. And Breaker, yes. And Breaker, yes. So uh, we appreciate it. You know, you guys know the deal. You know, get on there, like us, follow us. Bad reviews, bad whatever. Any kind of feedback helps. We uh, also want to thank S&M. Oh, yeah, for the music. Great intro. We'll have a little more of them later. Um, we really appreciate that. So let's just dive right into it heck yeah man what we got coming up well, friday night <laughs> there's a game on virginia you know versus miami hurricane starting to like these friday nights yeah well so far they've been they've been pretty good what do you think about virginia miami I, I maybe a competitive game i hate to say this i would have i would have said virginia would throttle them and then i look and miami is favored by point and a half and i know we don't talk spreads i'm just saying obviously i don't I don't know what's up in this game. So now I actually want to watch the game. Yeah. Because, I mean, Miami just got beat by Virginia Tech, who mm-hmm. got throttled by Duke. I mean, it, we. so I thought Virginia's – okay, I'll say this. I still think Virginia's good. I think 
I think they're going to blast Miami. I'm, I'm going to say it on record. All right. I don't. I don't. I don't trust Vegas on this one. I'm a circle. No, I better not do that. Okay. So we're saying we can say it's a good game though. Good or bad? I'll say it's a bad game. All right. I'll watch it, but I think I think Virginia handles it. Okay. And uh, I hope not. Saturday. No. Also Friday night, Colorado, Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. I had. To, oh, that's that's. That's a good game. Oh, yeah, it's it's another one of those Pac-12 games. Colorado is pretty good team. Like they really had. There's a lot of high hopes, and then it, just like every other Pac-12 team, you're like, ah, what happened last week? Well, here's the best thing. It gives the option if one game you're watching really sucks, and well, you're watching Virginia, Florida, Miami, and then you could just flip over and watch Colorado, Oregon. Yeah, so. but but that's a good lineup for a Friday night. But side note, most important thing Friday night is Tri Valley Sheridan. Oh. As as I named it years ago, Bedlam, and it, I know don't I don't need the emails, Oklahoma. I fucking know, but I uh, think you do. Tri Valley Sheridan, Tri Valley Sheridan. I got a, um, you know, I, I that that's 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 big. And, and so I know people it, around the country don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Those who do is, do. It's, this is our local. Yeah, this uh, is it. Slobber knocker. This is it. It's a it's a, it's a big freaking deal. So uh, good luck, dogs, Friday. So starting Saturday at noon, uh, Oklahoma six versus Texas oh. eleven. The Red River. Most important thing about this what? is that they still played at noon. That's how rivalries are played. Oh, you're one of those guys. Oh, I am absolutely one. So of those you guys. hated the black jerseys on Ohio State Saturday night. That's not a rivalry. It's not, well, That's not a rivalry. Oh, so if they, it was a rivalry, they could wear black jerseys. I don't care about the black jerseys. It's the time. Oh, it's the time. That I game has been that. played at noon my entire life. I know when the I don't, I don't <laughs> well, even wait a I know when the uh, Red River <clears throat> shootout is played. I know that it's going to be at noon on that Saturday, and I'm barely going to be getting over my hangover. I'm going to have a mimosa. I'm going to eat some eggs and bacon and be like, "Holy shit, Texas Oklahoma's on!" Yeah, the way ma- nature intended it. I don't think I would care what time this game is. I think it's going. It should be a great game. It's just wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Texas State Fair, there's there's no downside to this game, and it's 6-11 this year. Oh, my – I mean, yeah, Hurts versus uh, Ettinger. Like, what more could you want? You talk about a win-win. Just like <laughs> you talk a, about a win-win. It's like a third team. I honestly, at halftime and it honestly, like, what really hit me today was like, oh, man, somebody's going to lose. I like these teams. I like these teams. Um, at 3-30 – Washington State versus Arizona State. Washington's not ranked. Arizona State's 18. Yeah, I'm not going to – I'm just saying if there's nothing great to watch, but you do got Cincinnati versus Houston. Well, um, And we just talked about that quarterback. So, And Cincinnati's now ranked 25th, I believe. So you're not giving any credit to Alabama, Texas A&M. You don't even uh, care that they're on. Okay, Alabama and Clemson are both on at 330. They're both playing teams that are unranked. Texas A&M's 24 now. Unranked compared to Clemson. <laughs> it's unranked. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I like it. All right, come on. If Clemson has trouble again, and then there, we really have something to talk about next week. But right now, it should be handle your business. By the way, I don't even need to tell you that because you're going to be watching one game at 3.30, and if all of a sudden you see that Clemson's in a dogfight, and once again they're about to lose, you're going to, you're going to flip over and watch it. Here's what I'm watching. So – and this just worked out perfectly, and I know that it's it's a slightly manipulated. So last week was high state versus number twenty five team. We saw how it went. This week we get Alabama versus number twenty four team. I find that very interesting to see how those two games go, only because 
of, of how they're judging teams. So in theory, Alabama should beat Texas A&M by about 24 points. Yeah. So I'm very curious to see. He might dial it down. You know how he dials it down. You don't think Ohio State dialed the shit out of it last week. They scored seven points in I'm the second half. I'm not talking about High State right now. I'm talking what about I'm when saying is uh, they we already like you can't say that this that that we already we did that too. What I'm saying is that's very interesting to see how you know this top team versus 25 team and this top team versus 25 team. Like you know, is Texas A&M going to be way better, way worse? Were they right? Were they? I don't know. That's just interesting. Like if you, I mean, that's the only way you can judge these teams right now. Yeah. So they start it's playing. It's not so. like pros where. Right, exactly. Yeah. And you're right, Cincinnati-Houston is very interesting. Uh, yeah. See if Cincinnati can keep this. Okay, there's another one. They're 25. Yep. So, in theory, they're playing an unranked team. If if Texas A&M and Michigan State, like we judged them the last two weeks, you know, essentially, or this week and last week, we got to look at how Cincinnati performs as a 25 team because that's, yeah. that's going to – as a 25 – they are a 25 team. Like, they should win. No questions about it. If Cincinnati is who we think they are at 25 – it shouldn't even you – know, we know Houston well, doesn't have a quarterback. We talked about it. Well, yeah, here's the thing. Like, is this the game that the team just folds on this coach? Uh, who knows? Oh, you mean Houston? Yeah. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, he he bailed on them and the season's – I don't so, know. So, it's interesting. I mean, it's a, it's an interesting side note. Yeah, Clemson, you're right. You know what, Clemson, Florida State, Florida, any game that the other team has athletes, it's not a walkthrough. I'm just yeah. I mean Florida State has Florida State is has all the makings of a team that should be good just because they're not. It, uh, okay, if it's close, it's not because Florida State's good, it's because Clemson's falling off the rails. Florida State's terrible. Are they better than North Carolina? It doesn't matter. It means what that says something about Clemson, not Florida right. State. Right. But it's still worth watching. You never know. Only if it's close. Okay, then... okay. Bonus question. If uh if Clemson's quarterback would go down in the first quarter, I don't want him hurt or anything. Whatever he gets, he gets abducted by aliens, aliens in yeah. the first quarter. Does Clemson lose the game? Nope. Okay. I no. Yeah, that's good. Okay. I, don't, I they shouldn't. It should be next man up, next guy plugged in. Right. You know, but are we sure it is? Has um, Clemson he assured us? Has Clemson assured us that he hasn't played great? So maybe the next guy up does just as. Man, just as good as he Very good. That's still a question. That's still, yeah. you know what? It's still an answer. It's still something to look at. I, I mean, he's not like, he's not destroying the world with his stats. Uh, What's next? 730 is Penn State, Iowa. And this is going to be the most boring thing in your life. Um, I want to see if, you know, Penn State's ranked 10. I was ranked 17. No, Penn State's going to kick shit out of Iowa. Probably. I just can't get you to come around on Penn State. I hate them. Well, I you, think we've covered that. We've covered yeah, but that hating topic. them and watching the team accepting are two different them, things. Accepting them, I will. Yeah, I just don't want to accept it. Oh uh, wow, I didn't even know this. Notre Dame, USC. USC. That's a rivalry game for them. That's like yeah, a big rank. Yeah. So that's going to even though USC ain't ranked, that's that's going to be a good game, I think, because they're supposed to be a rival. Um. So I wrote them down. They're also at seven thirty, but at eight o'clock. You oh, this got, is this is. I mean, you got Florida, Florida LSU. That's the best game. Oh, that's you an got, earthquake game. We got the Red River shootout at, at noon, and then maybe you need to take a nap, need to regroup, right? Was, and then and you know, and you know, at that three thirty, that three thirty window, there's going to be an upset. So that's going to get you through it. Like you're going to be like kind of drowsy, taking a nap, like kind of coming out of it. 
And then wow. there's going to be some sort of upset yeah. or something to watch. One of these teams, like, is going to be close. And then all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, Florida LSU's on in five minutes. You like, need to suck on that Red Bull and, and get, get ready. <laughs> right? That is great. Throw some jalapeno poppers down your throat. That, that being said, um, my prognostication is that LSU will work them. I think that they keep talking and talking about Florida's defense and all this. I think LSU's defense is really good, too. I think they're going to make the same mistake they made with Ohio State last week. They talked about one defense, but the defense on the other side of the field is just as good or better. Well, yeah. And that's what I think is going to happen. This well, that, I think hey. I honestly think this game is going to be a surprisingly one-sided game. When you're when you're seven and five, like you're actually basically even. Yeah, but they're not. That's my my prediction is that after after five things start falling apart. But well, we'll see. That's why we play the game. I'm gonna say. Just enjoy football in that one. Yeah, you should, exactly. You should just be able to enjoy. Like, oh yeah, don't bet money. Somebody's gonna lose. Somebody's gonna lose. It's great. And then I hate to say it, I hate Boise State. They moved up now to fourteen. Yeah, and they play at ten o'clock. I could care less. Yeah, it's there's no Washington Arizona. I'm not remember that game. At eleven p.m. I was fine on Washington until they lost last week. Like, Pac-12 is meaningless. Like, call me. Call me at the end of the year. Well, Oregon and – Oregon and Cal play again this weekend. No, is it this weekend or last weekend they played? Oh, Colorado-Oregon. Colorado-Oregon. Yeah. But they're still – it's all the same team. Like, let me know who wins the conference. Let me know who wins the conference. Then listen to, like, uh, ESPN saying why they should be in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even worried about it. All right, let's move on to pros. All right. So let me get some of the games that don't matter all the way. Pats play the Giants. No one cares. Panthers play the Bucs. Um, I want to see if this quarterback can continue to win for Panthers. Or you can't watch it, though. So I won't watch it's it. In oh, my goodness. That's what – this is the one at 930 in the morning. Yeah. This is the one at 930. Yeah, do not watch this game. Both of them are on by. Forget what I just said. But I, I will watch Christian McCaffrey at nine thirty in the morning. No, you will oh, not. No, I, won't. I forbid you. I got. I got. I got to run this weekend. I got to race this weekend, so I will not be watching. Here's the greatest game of the weekend: Redskins versus Dolphins. Oh, be, best game! Like, who is it going to be? Like, this you, is, you think they'll actually run backwards towards their own end zone no, so they don't win? This is the best fight you'll ever see. Remember when you were kids and there was two kids that always got picked on by everybody, yeah. and no one wants to be the very bottom rung of the. <laughs> So they fight to the death. They might as well fight each other. Because there's one – as long as there's one person lower than you on the food yeah. chain. Yeah. Um, I guess. I think it's quite the opposite. Well, no, that, that is going to be a hot mess. Someone's got to win it. Yeah, so that's just, they shouldn't even play the game. That game hadn't been good since 1982. No, I just we'll see what happens. Two horrible teams. Someone's got to win. All right, Saints versus Jacksonville. Uh, this could be interesting. You know, it will be interesting. Teddy Bridgewater still leading on the wind. Like we don't know who Jacksonville is yet. So, um, I'm up in the air in that one. I want, I'm not saying it's a good game. Or no, not. you're right. I that's yeah, that's that's an interesting game. You got you got you got the Mister Mustache down there doing his thing. You got can Bridgewater keep it afloat? Like he's already done a good job. Yeah. Actually, that's a fairly interesting game. It's not a bad pick. Here's a terrible game. Uh, Bengals haven't won. Ravens have only beat the Steelers. And uh, yeah, those games. I'm tired of the. I mean, Ravens of, are so bad. The Browns beat them. So. I'm tired of the NFC or AFC Central. AFC North. North. Yeah, <laughs> I call it Central. A, How old am I? It's bad. Yeah. Is the Houston Oilers playing this weekend too? 
Warren Moon. Warren Moon. Uh, Seahawks will destroy the Browns. Let's not talk about that. Eagles will destroy the Vikings, Texans, and Chiefs. Here's a question about that game. How bad is Patrick Mahomes' ankle, and how bad is his offensive line? A lot of offensive line for the Chiefs were getting carted off during the well, Sunday night game. And Watson is on fire. I, I, I got a – Texans are going to win that game. You, who do you think is going to win? Texans? Texans. Hmm? Okay, we'll pick Texans. I think it's just that – I don't think at the end of the year it's going to matter, but I just – I just think we're at that point. I think I think you know it's just how teams cross sometimes. And then they can spend you know they can spend the next week. What's wrong with the Chiefs? And they'll be fine. But I just this week I got I think Texas. I think they're in a good spot. I think they're in a good place. All right, um, 49ers play the Rams. 49ers are undefeated, but they have played the AFC North, which is a dumpster fire, for three of their four wins. Rams have had have played a much more competitive schedule so yeah. far. So we're about to find out who the 49ers really are, I think, with the playing against the Rams. I, I would agree with that. I, I, I assume the Rams are fine in that one, but I don't know. All right, Titans, Titans Broncos, nobody cares. Oh, uh, my Cow, gosh. Cowboys, Jets. Cowboys should get off the snide. They lost the last two. Uh, yeah, Cowboys, see, Cowboys win, and, you know, they're fine. And then uh, Pittsburgh Chargers. Oh, God. I think that's the – is that the Sunday night game? That's a Sunday night game. That will be the worst Sunday night game. I'm going to go ahead and check that one. I'm going to just go ahead and not watch that one. Yeah. Yeah. That game is is as bad as Carrie Underwood. Like, that's how I feel about that game. I've been waiting all night. Yeah. All right. And then Monday night is going to be a good game, I think. Lions versus Packers. It was usually Sunday night's a better better game than the Monday night. I think uh, Monday night Lions versus Packers. How could it not be? Well, usually it's not. It's Lions. But now the Lions are actually playing. You got the Steelers with an 18-year-old quarterback versus (laughs) – actually, actually, I think the Steelers quarterback is Phillip Rivers' stepson, if I remember correct. How many kids has he got now? Uh, All of them. He's playing. Yeah. Yeah. So, Phillip Rivers finally gets to beat Pittsburgh – yeah, never got to beat Roth. Oh, and he'll and he'll act like it. He'll you'll know it. You know, a lot of lot of yelling, a lot of a lot of fist Yeehaw. pumping, a lot of fist pumping from Philip Rivers on that one. He gets somebody pregnant that night. He knocked out his tenth kid that night. Yeah, for sure. You know, Packers line, good game. Um, I'm always on the Aaron Rodgers bandwagon until it falls apart. He's great, but uh, I'll be watching. All right, guys, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, once again, thank SNM. Is that right? Yes, SNM. As in silent no more. Okay, silent. Thank you, thank you again for the music, guys. You guys are great. They're kind of ornery. We're, we're, we're fine with that. Yep. Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. We appreciate your feedback and um, email us. Yes, Bud and Max TuesdayAfterMath.com. Uh, the questions, uh, comments, everything makes it easier. So, everybody have a good week and um, hit the showers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>